0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Post-Episode Issues, The Game of Thrones, Season 1, Episode 4, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Thing. Broken Things. Joe, which one do you fit into? I'm a, I'm a bastard. I'm a bastard. I am uh, whatever the Massachusetts...
1: I'm a cripple and a broken thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You're, with your ankle, you're kind of a broken thing and a little bit of a cripple with it. But I am a bastard from Massachusetts. I don't know what we call myself, like like Phil Lobster or something. Whatever. But everybody, welcome to post-episode uh, uh, issues. If this is your first time joining with us, please no, hit the... No, I think it would be Phil Cod. Cod? Like, yeah, because
1: I keep Cod.
0: Clam chowder? Clam chowder? Something like yeah, that, maybe? right. Phil Chowder. So if this is your first time with us, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And please share your thoughts of Game of Thrones season four, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things. We are gonna try to keep as unspoilery for what's to happen in the future, but accidents do happen. This isn't ironclad. The show has been out for X amount of years. So we might slip up from time to time. So if this is your very first time watching Game of Thrones tread lightly will be it will be very we'll be as careful as humans can be here so so this is a long uh, this is a long recap we like to really get into it and talk about everything that happened. so let's get right into talking about Game of Thrones but if you're watching us live jump in the chat room and share your thoughts if you're watching this later you can email me at I got at gmail.com or tweet me at I got issues man or tweet him at dirty locks or mm-hmm. you You can also jump in the chat room or the comment section below. So please, 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 we'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. Broken things. Ren's a broken thing. (laughs) And I'm definitely, I guess I'm a little bit, I guess I'm a little bit of a a broken thing as well. There's, I have broken parts of my body, but I'm more eloquently a bastard. But who's not a bastard? Brandon Stark, who, uh, Bran Stark, who we start our episode off with here. And he's dreaming, and we know he's dreaming because, well... He, he's walking and we know that's not that's not real
1: he's yeah last we saw him he was waking up from a coma so don't think that he's actually walking
0: yeah he's probably not re- walking he
1: recovers quick
0: he does they they gave him some uh te- some mutagen from the teenage mutant ninja turtles and he mutated uh walking pants and speaking of that thank you joe splinter is coming so so we can so we see uh we see him practicing his bow and arrow and a raven flies in and it, and he kind of approaches it but it flies off into a crypt as it's continuously cawing caw, caw, caw. so bryn enters the crypt <laughs>
1: <laughs> caw.
0: that's probably my best uh, best impression like of so. your-
1: of Arrested Development doing <laughs> your chicken there. Bawk, bawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the only person in this family that knows how to do a damn chicken.
0: <laughs> Ghetto to <a> do <laughs> Chronic. do Chronic, welcome to the room. Good to have you guys with us live here. And uh, so he follows the, uh, he follows the raven into the crypt and it's just continuously cawing, cawing, cawing as he makes direct eye contact with it. But... It doesn't just have two eyes, Joes. It has three.
1: It has three. What's One up? Right in the forehead.
0: Craziness. It's like the three-titted girl in in uh, Total Recall, except eyes and a raven and nothing like it. But it's pretty fucking cool. I just mean that they're both cool. It was really fucking cool. And he wakes up because he's dreaming. And and what is the worst way you can wake up from a three-eyed raven dream to see Theon and old Nan? It's just a just a bad situation. Waking up in that kind of context oh, yeah. with those two.
1: Right into it. Yeah, please bring me back the crow.
0: Yeah, I'll take I'll take a crow. I'll definitely (laughs) take a crow over over those two. And uh, he wakes up, and uh, Theon enters enters the room, and Old Nan says the little lord's been dreaming again. And uh, Theon, who Theon who likes to show that he has uh, uh, the ability to have power over other people, show is uh, you have guests. I don't really want to see anyone, says Bran. And he says, uh, "If you, I was cooped up all day with nothing but this old bat for company. I'd go mad anyways. And, and anyways, you don't have a choice. Rob's waiting. I don't want to go. He says it like a wise-ass. I don't want to go. Well, neither do I, but Rob's Lord of Winterfell, which means he does what he says. And here we go, guys. Our introduction to the one and only Hodor. Come over here. Pick up Bran. Hodor. Hodor. Hodor.
1: Yeah, who needs a horse? You got Hodor
0: it's very it's very true he is who needs well, who
1: needs leg, I should say, not horse
0: now did you did you fall in love with hodor at first love at first sight
1: Nah, yes. of course who doesn't who doesn't love hodor it's
0: hard not who to? doesn't hodor 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 hodor, and, hodor
1: hodor hodor
0: and it's it's worth mentioning as well i kind of hope i don't know where it's gonna go but i kind i kind of hope this three-eyed raven stuff comes back i have a feeling it might that's
1: for well, I guess, I guess the real question is, is when you encounter a Hodor, do you go through it?
0: You have to go through that Hodor. There's no doubt. You knock before you go through that Hodor. You knock three times. So we, uh, so we cut over at this point to our, our good friend Tyrion Lannister sitting in front of Rob and Master Lewin inside Winterfell Castle. Now, uh, Rob's kind of talking mad shit here to T- Tyrion, just giving him the fuck you vibe. He's extremely rude. Really, really, really rude. And my question is a, a big question I have. And this is about the end of the episode before we get to before we get to it. But if Catelyn does what Catelyn does at the end of this episode, why didn't Rob just take him into the chains right there? Yeah, you no. Know, yep. She is,
1: wasn't going to do that. She, she that was opportunistic. Have, she should not have. Done
0: that. Is is that Rob what? It wasn't
1: apprised of that situation. She came up. I mean, they found out this was his knife in King's Landing. You know, she didn't send a crow to him to say this is what everybody behind who's, a, who's behind it. Take them. If you see them, you know, right. And in, in, in a way, as
0: we'll get there to the end, you, you have to figure that maybe Catelyn acted a little rash in that situation. Whereas, oh, no, no. where, oh, no, no. where, where is that? Uh, where is uh, Rob at least is trying the best he can to uphold by the laws until there's actual proof of anything, real concrete proof that they have other than just, oh, it's... Because he hasn't even heard the stuff about the knife yet, has he? Pro- he probably hasn't.
1: Well, they, they met in the Godswood, didn't they, to, like, talk about we're under threat. Look, they tried to kill the boy again. Me and me and Roderick are going down to King's Landing. Right,
0: but, is, but then when they go down to King's Landing... When they go down to King's Landing, Catelyn finds out, and Ned find out through Littlefinger that the knife was Tyrion's. Right. So Rob doesn't know that information
1: yet, I guess is what you I'm know, saying. but and, and but she, where she finds out in the episode, he might have already left Winterfell by the time she even finds out. Oh, no, he,
0: he definitely he definitely had at that point. Uh, yeah, exactly, Ren. Tyrion is like, what the fuck's going on? And, and that's what I was saying, uh, was what I wrote down in my notes. Rob's talking mad shit, and Tyrion's the type of guy that will give you respect. But if you try to talk shit with Tyrion, he's going to give it right the hell back to you. Because he'll always be respectful but a little bit of a wise-ass. But if he finds you're giving him shit... He, he he can give. There's no one in the uh Seven Kingdoms that can talk shit with Tyrion. There, there's
1: well, just can, n- yeah. And well, uh, you know maybe Tywin. Goes, he's also the son of one of the most powerful lords in the kingdom. I was so, just
0: about to say if anyone yeah, can yeah, talk shit with Tyrion, well, it's it's Tywin. If anyone can keep up with him, it's Ty it's Tywin. And Cersei. The only
1: person that can really keep up with him, <laughs> even Cersei can't keep up with him. Her, all her shit talk. I bet- not <clears throat> no, and her shit talk always it reverts back to, you're an ugly little imp and you killed my mother, you fucking little yeah. cocksucker. Blah, blah, Literally blah. Somehow. It all comes down to like the base inst- uh, insults and shit. Like, there's, there's no actual eloquence to her insults or, you know, poeticness to her, you know, venom or anything. It's just all just sharp barbs that. No. Tyrion's way beyond that kind of thinking.
0: Now Ghetto Toad has like a really important comment that we need to get to here. Ho door! Yeah, that's right. That's the most important comment we've had. And Ren Renwood also has an interesting point. I'm surprised they didn't just establish this right here and right now. He wasn't offered bread and salt. They, they they, never offered him the yes. He did say, maybe they would have after the point that we get in a second. Tyrion says, I received a uh, slightly warmer welcome my last visit. Any man of the Night's Watch is welcome in Winterfell. He says, any man of the Night's Watch, but not me, boy. That's when Tyrion starts right. giving it back to him. He goes, boy, I'm not your boy, Lannister. I'm Lord of Winterfell while my father's away. Then you might learn a Lord's courtesy, you little bitch.
1: Like with my Ew. friend Saul, what the fuck? Yeah. Like <laughs> Saul, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you know, inter, You know, you're just being a little bad a little prick yeah, there, Rob. Yeah. yeah,
0: you d- you don't have to, and you're not hiding your emotions well, too. In the in the context when you should, when you should keep him close there, keep him comfortable there, till you find out everything, and then you have him right where you want him. You could right.
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, no, Rob's not a poker player. No, not a good poker player at all. He's, he's probably the worst of all the Stark kids. I
1: got a feeling none of the Stark kids are good poker players at all. They all live where they're emotional in this sleeve. They're in the beginning. It, yes. Well and none of I think Ari ha, would have the most chance to be Yeah, that's a what poker
0: I'm saying. Player. Ari is probably a pretty probably the best one of the group. But, she'd, but she'd
1: be, none of the others could even like John, he could never be a poker player.
0: <laughs> John, like, I'd love I'd love to play poker with would...
1: you know, like yeah. Rob. No way. You would have to tell Deon, everyone what his cards were. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. honorable. Theon <laughs> could play poker, I'm sure, but i don't think he'd be very good he'd lose a lot yeah. of money oh.
0: doing it ned ned teaches them right. poker poker is wrong it, it's honorable to not bluff to show your to always show your bluff <laughs> yeah.
1: right
0: exactly. Tyr- so Tyrion says it's true as hodor enters carrying uh brandon and, and i gotta say right up off the bat Tyrion shows some real concern for brand and uh he says hello brand do you remember what happened and master lewin who adds to the prickness here goes he has no memory of that day curious and he uh he think and i think tyrion thinks brand's hiding something thinks that it's curious that you don't remember what the fuck are you hiding give show me the shit boy show me the shit and and rob goes why are you here uh well your champion this is a funny line by tyrion where he where he makes hodor uh kneel down so he can make eye contact he, it's just a funny moment that i wonder if peter dinklage just put in there cuz it was just funny he goes could could you have your charming uh companion be so kind to kneel? cuz my neck is beginning to hurt I just wrote in my notes so much dink there it was it just felt like a dinklage moment it was Yeah, especially having seen bastard executioner and just seeing how dink just has that kind of hum- humorous thing uh, and uh, it would your and then he says he goes do you like to ride brandon and he sh- ends up showing giving him schematics schematics so he can build a uh, saddle to ride and they go the boy's lost his legs and he goes anybody uh, even a cripple can ride and he says i'm not a cripple similar to oh, well,
1: then i'm not a dwarf yeah. my yeah. dad'll be so happy to hear you say yep
0: yeah, yeah, exactly the similar to what he said to uh john snow and john snow was yeah. like all pissy about being a bastard T- Tyrion gives it right
1: to you he doesn't give a fuck. Right. You are what you Right, start embracing it now, kid, because it's going to be a lifetime. Yes, <laughs> it's only going to get harder if you keep dying.
0: it. Right. Do du- chronic says he was offered a bed but wanted the hoe house. I'm sure Tyrion was staying where Roz was. Cur- uh, curious at the at the whorehouse. Yep, yeah, I'm sure he was, and that was a big part of it. We get into a really funny scene with him and uh, Theon in a second here. So he gives him the schematics, and uh, Rob says, "Is this kind oh, of I some should. some kind of trick?"
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> What I you, just got a tender spot in my heart, my man. plan to get him thrown from a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> We didn't finish the job. I got to come up with this contraption to to throw the, the little fucker from a horse. Hopefully, he'll hit a rock on the way to
0: Yeah, we want to make him more cripple. <laughs> no. yeah. we, we want a quad, quadriplegic instead of paraplegic. We, we're, we really screwed the pooch here. <laughs> But whatever. Oh and he says, as Joe said, one of the best lines in the begin- first season here. I have a tender spot in my heart for cripples, bastards, and broken things.
1: It's, it's probably my favorite, one of my favorite lines in the whole story.
0: And it's not even just, it's an ongoing thread for the entire episode, not just in this particular storyline. It also connects very much with the Daenerys the storyline with uh, Jorah. Uh, on a rewatch, that I kind of connected where Jor is a broken thing, and she's she's taking concern out of him. It's matched up in a lot of different places uh, throughout the episode. It's very it's very interesting, and it's a gr- great line and great great episode title. And another just before we get too too far here, just another amazing fucking episode of Game of Thrones. This show continuously builds this plot in this first season, and it it's just it's awesome doing a, a rewatch. Ren Wenwood says. Uh, you know if Tyrion can make a, sa- a saddle for a cripple to ride a horse, he can also make a saddle for other animals.
1: Well, I'm sure there's plenty oh, of schematics already, you already mean, written at King's Landing. That yeah,
0: that yeah I, don't, I don't know what you could be uh, hinting at, but I maybe that sounds very, very, very interesting for the future, Ren Renwood. I, I like where your mind's at right there. Uh, so... So Tyr- Tyrion says spare me your false courtesies cuz after Ro- Robs like what's the what's the trick what kind of magic are you doing here as we said and Tyrion's like fine spare me your false courtesies uh, I I know you don't really want to offer me a place to stay for the night there's a brothel outside the walls I'm going to get to the whorehouse rods is going
1: to walk through <laughs>
0: so but before he leaves he before he leaves who's there to greet him but Theon Greyjoy oh gosh
1: another broken thing another
0: broken thing and he says oh you have (laughs) he says if you like redheads ask for raws and uh Tyrion should have said been there done that Greyjoy but anyways uh (laughs) Tyrion says come to see me off Greyjoy you're kind uh you know you don't seem to like Lannister. Your master doesn't seem to like Lannisters. He's not my master. Well, of course not. Ha ha ha. What happened here? Where's Lady Stark? Tyrion basically probes and he's like, she's not in Winterfell. Where'd she go? And he, and, uh, this is where Greyjoy says, she. he calls her my lady. Which is important to mention that uh, Theon has made himself feel, and I'm, we're going to talk about this for a second, at least briefly. Uh, Theon's made himself feel like he is part of the house. But like he's another son but he's not he's a spoil of war
1: the way Ned always wanted him to feel right. and i think Catelyn wanted him to feel more part of the family than Jon snow right so right. of course theon is going to start thinking that as well joe you know, excellent no point kind excellent of retarded shit theon has done he's never going to be punished for for most of it like you know I don't know. He doesn't have to live up to the standards of the kids. Right. But he's always going to be a notch above
0: Right. A- absolutely. So it explains some of his attitude. And he's in uh Tyrion, Tyrion, who just calls it like it is, just calls him out on it and says, Your loyalty to your captors is touching. Tell me how you think Ballon Greyjoy would feel if he could see his only surviving son turn lackey. And honestly. What he would probably want, Greyjoy would want, he would have wanted him to try to kill Ned Stark or die trying because that's the Iron, because that's the Iron Way. Let's talk about the Iron Way for a second. The Iron Way would be like if Joe had $5.50 and he wanted to give it to me and was like, here, take $5.50 and I decided to stab him, rip up the $5 bill and take the 50 cents just so I could steal it from him. That's basically the Iron Way, right? Mm
1: -hmm you take the dollar bill, too.
0: But I'd ri- But I, what I'm saying is I'd destroy that $5 just to steal 50, 50 cents from you.
1: Then be, rather be given anything.
0: Rather be given every, anything. I guess take is the point.
1: You, take what you want. What his father really would have liked to him to do was to kill Tyrion right then and there. Probably. That's a great joy thing, too. Kill him, throw him in the fucking... Big fucking stables. Now. Kill them all and take their shit. Right. <laughs> G- great
0: point, Ren. Tyrion is excellent. And I'm going to say excellent. He, she said great, but is excellent at the divide and conquer. Tyrion knows You're how right. to s- say the right thing at the right time to drive yeah, people Theon nuts. Tries
1: to, Theon tries to get a barb out of here. He's like, you know, oh, yeah, well, my, my, my father's fleet certainly burned down all your... Your dad's fleet or something like that. And Tyrion's just like, yeah, you did it in the middle of the night or something. He says, something. I you did it like like a bunch of fucking retards. It was a sneak attack bullshit move or something oh, yeah. cowardly. Or, he says,
0: I still remember seeing my father's fleet or your fa- my father's fleet talking about burning in Lannisport. This is Tyrion talking. I believe your uncles were responsible. And Theon says, must have been a pretty sight nothing prettier than watching and this is Tyrion back to him nothing prettier than watching sailors burn alive yes a great victory for your people but shame how it turned out just so condescending and theon yeah. goes we were outnumbered outnumbered ten to one and that what's stupid Tyr- war to start then you freaking idiots yes yeah, stupid rebellion you idiot i suppose your father realized that when his brothers died in battle now
1: sons.
0: <laughs> now here you are as his enemy's squire and he goes, uh, he goes, care. And uh, Theon, all he can say is, "Careful, imp!" Like, what's he threatening him with? The two, uh, the two right. Lannister soldiers would kill him in a second.
1: Because Theon's got nothing but threats in him. That's
0: very, That's very true. Could you adjust me a little bit? I suddenly got really loud on that end. So uh, so, Tyrion says uh, that's better. That's that's much better. Tyrion says uh, I offended you, which I don't think he really means. He just suddenly he just uh, suddenly realizes, eh, I don't I don't feel like being this much of a dick right now. But forgive me, it's been a rough mo- morning, sure, sure, sure. Don't despair. And then he throws him a coin and says, "Your next romp on- with Roz is on me."
1: <laughs>
0: Tyrion is the best. <laughs>
1: Yeah, how he was going to going to Roz right now. Well, yeah, well, he had told him to go ask for a Roz. But he, I don't know, there
0: was some line there that was like.
1: A, yeah, 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 but you know, but, but all have like already been seconds. there, right? Yeah, yeah. Just
0: anything Tyrion can do to poke in there. No pun yeah. intended. No pun. Oh well, anything Tyrion can do to poke in there. Ghetto Toad says Tyrion must have some major STDs. I'm shocked his cock hasn't fallen off quite yet.
1: P- uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a sheepskin house out there yeah. making making a little coin.
0: We don't see Tyrion's little Meister that's always following him around with uh, <laughs> with, cre- with creams and potions and the such. It's a special job that uh, Tywin got him, the finest guy in the whole Seven Kingdoms. Maybe in this,
1: maybe in this, er, you know, planet they don't have the STDs. Mm-hmm. It's all happy and fun.
0: He he gets special chemicals thrown flown in from Dorne that handle that. They're used. They're used yeah, to that kind uh, of behavior down in Dorne.
1: Arnish wine is strong enough to, to, to cure all this. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it can kill anything. Can kill anything. Uh, Ghetto Toad says they didn't have rubbers back in those days. Leave them hoes alone. Yep, they were like sailors back in there. <laughs> so but, so here we go to Castle Black, and speaking of a new character, uh, we meet someone else new here that becomes a big part of our story in this particular episode. And yes, and as we go here, uh, Jon Snow is giving the group fighting lessons. Sir Aliser Sir comes out. And uh, Joe, could you adjust me again? I'm getting loud again. It, it, it's fucking with my, I can hear myself talking to myself. It's weird. Alistair marches in with a new recruit. And who is it, Joe? It is none other than Samuel Tarly. Oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. What in seven hells is that? They'll need eight hells to <laughs> fill him in.
1: Hi everybody!
0: Oh, you're, so you're gonna do it? You'll you'll be our I'll Sam. Be
1: your <laughs> my
0: name. I'm sorry. My name is my name Sam. Sam. Uh, do you like
1: cream puffs? I like cream puffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will have lots of cream puffs here on the wall.
0: He's come to take the the uh, the black or the black pudding. They're not sure. And
1: <laughs> I love Sam Tarley. I love him in the books so much more than in the. They really fucked him over in the move in the shows.
0: You don't like the way they uh, they did him and portrayed him in
1: the shows, Joe? No, they took some they took some important stuff away from him. He's rather heroic in the books for someone who's so non-heroic.
0: Ren Renwood asks, uh, hasn't Tyrion already given Roz that necklace from the last time? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's one of the things that they kind of skip over the fact that, t- and that's why I said Tyrion should have probably said to him, "I was already with Ra's dumbass." <laughs> that was the first thing I did when I came to Winterfell. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: There should have been some line about that.
1: She was the first in a line of twenty girls before I came over and ate dinner next to you. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: So Sam from the he's come to take the black the black pudding and he says uh Alice, Alice says uh Thorn says you couldn't be any worse than you look. Let's see what you can do. So uh Rask Rast I think his name is whoops his ass starts basically spanking him. Sam is pretty much a joke as a fighter. He is I hate to say he's where I would be. What the kind of person I would I, I would probably be if I had to take the black. I'm just getting my ass ki- ass kicked in this situation. I mean, I would fight back. I wouldn't be this bad. I, and he's just like, Joe, could you give me an I yield, I yield, please no more?
1: I yield, I yield. Yeah, it was a, a you know, and he isn't, he's not a fighter. He's got other strengths. Fighting's not one of them. And nobody in this, in this world can see that, you know, nobody sees it in him. Even like, like his mother could only protect him for so, for so long, couldn't. Couldn't instill in the you know his his father like how good or important it would be to have a son with his strengths. He just according to them he has none.
0: All, all you can do, all you can do, says Ghetto, is pray to the seven and hope. If you're Sam, or the one true God, or the Lord of Light, or,
1: you know, or he's, anything. He's like he's like John in a lot of ways that uh and, that he he didn't do anything to be forced to go to the wall. You know, I mean, he kind of did didn't do stuff to be forced to to end up getting forced to go to the wall but oh. neither one of them did like crimes or rapers mm. or murderers or thieves or anything like that and they don't... both went there one went there cuz he's exiled from his home for no good reason and the other one went there because he had nowhere else to go and don't be you... noble like they they're both there for Reasons that nobody else is at the wall for.
0: And we're going to talk about it and get to it, the big, Sam's big scene and what I, I did a little bit of research. And, and actually a recording of him doing the monologue that he does later in the episode is what got him the part. He sent in a recording of him doing the, what hap- how his father, uh, what happened with him and his father. And I think it's at that moment in the episode, just to fast forward a little bit, is when John decides exactly what you just said, Joe, that him and Sam are the same and that he needs to not just protect him from because it, because his honor feels like he can't let a coward die but he needs to protect him because they 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 share something they share some sort of bond
1: right
0: an understanding he's like oh that sounds like something uh, catlin would do <laughs> and probably did so so uh, so john ends up eventually saying enough after uh, after Sam's getting his ass kicked and he gets in Thorne's face and the bastard's like, look like, looks like the bastard's in love. And then he goes, let's turn this into an exercise. You three try to get at uh, Lord Snow's uh, la- Lady Piggy. Let's make Miss Lady Piggy squeal. And uh, the only problem is you got to get past the bastard. And John's like, you sure you guys want to do this? And, and, uh, and I think it's Gren that says, nope.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> don't... We don't want to do this. We know you're going to hurt us all. Yep. It, but he's making us, it's either you hurt us or he hurt us, so let's do this
0: But do you know who looks like they want to get in on the action against Jon Snow? This uh, Rast, he thinks he can take Jon Snow, he's got that look on his face Like he's, I can do it,
1: I can beat Jon, I can do it And He you- kind of knows that if, it, it, it could only take one lucky strike But and the only way he's going to be able to do it is with if everybody goes and attacks him at once He's Already been embarrassed by John enough, yeah. He's just getting embarrassed. by him. John he, makes everybody else look bad and everybody else look like a murderer, rapist, and thief.
0: And he ended up getting uh getting one good shot in this in this situation, too. And uh, but uh, yeah, Ren Ren with uh evil stepmother Catelyn and uh, the the whole she would be a good evil stepmother in a uh, Cinderella type thing. Uh, Duke Chronic says, the people that go to the wall, usually the children who have no inheritance, five, six, and seven. Yeah, the fifth and sixth and seventh ch- child that have absolutely no inheritance and want to, like, Benjen. And, like, you knew Ace Stark at that point. Benjen's like, that's that's an honorable thing to do, to go to the wall and fight for centuries because there have been, you, you know, honorable men that go up there, too. People like Mormont, too, as well, to uh, to be to be uh these in thorn as as well or I actually don't know where thorn comes from is what it what his uh what his family upbringing is I should probably you might know more about that than than I Joe so he has no, not,
1: not too much more not too not much I I can think of now
0: so uh the three guys attack John trying to uh get to Sam John kicks all their asses but they get a couple shots in and uh And it comes to a finish and he's got Grant and Grant's like, I yield, I yield, I yield. And Thorne's like, we're done for the day. Go clean the armory. That's all you're good for. Won't give Jon even the littlest bit of respect because he's, I guess he's figured out or his, one, he just doesn't like Jon Snow. And two, he can't really teach him anything. So the only thing he can try to teach him is humility.
1: Yep. And Ollie and how to be a dick 101. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. How how to be the uh, coach of the uh, Cobra Kais 101. Exactly so uh so pip goes uh goes over to gren pip and gren have a great relationship i love these two and and it really uh their relationship established gets starts getting more established right here he goes well fun and gren's like piss off and then sam's sam goes over did, did did he hurt you to john and john's i had worse i grew up with Catelyn. and he goes you can call me sam if you want my mother called me sam and john's like i don't what yeah. It's it's not gonna get easier. You you know you're gonna have to defend yourself. And Gren goes, "Why didn't you get up and fight?" And uh, Sam says he wanted to. And they're like, "Why not?" And and why didn't he, Joe? Why didn't he?
1: Because he's not a fighter. But he
0: what's what specifically does he say? He says, he's "I am craven. a craven." He is craven. But he says, "I'm I'm a coward," <laughs> but I like craven better. But this is our first episode that we get the term craven in, I believe. Later in the episode from uh, Pizel, I think is our first uh, first craven reference of the uh, of the of the uh, show. I like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like oh, like
0: the first yes, Ren, like the first guy in Dun's, episode
1: one. He's not just uh, he's also he has anger in his voice as well as. Like sympathy and empathy.
0: Yeah, he's more angry here. He becomes sympathetic later in the episode
1: when Sam right. opens up to him. What the fuck are you doing here? You don't belong here. You you, you shouldn't be here. You know you're only going to get yourself killed. You're going to get someone else hurt. You're look at look at what they're doing to me now because I give two shits for some, <laughs> some reason. You know, so he's he's a little pissed at him too. The wall is no place for cowards. Right, and he's just well, like this is the weirdest
0: line i think sam delivers like in the entire series just the way he says it he goes he looks at him and smiles he goes you're right i'm sorry well i just wanted to thank you he just it's just weird the way he says it and then he just walks off in shame but he says it's so uplifting
1: because he feels he knows he's he the one good person that he's come across so far at the wall even that person's pissed at him so you know he's he's now coming to grips with you know, he thought, okay, I'm being forced. We know, you know, we get into his backstory in a couple of scenes. So, you know, we know that he's forced up here to the wall.
0: Poor it's guy. It's
1: supposed to be kind of an honorable thing too, mm. you know. Not for
0: someone so, like, again, not for someone like him. And there's... Enough,
1: yeah, he's so far south that those people only look at it like it's probably a prison.
0: Exactly. It's it, the people, you're right, because the people that live in the north or live at least you know, somewhere surrounding that area, or at least somewhat, even probably as north as like the Vale area or something like that. At least they can have some sort of connection, see the wall sometimes, understand it. The people way south are probably like, screw this place. The wall's just a prison. It's like Australia in the English original Australia, not that I think Australia. It's like that, but I mean back when Australia was just a prison colony, or Siberia or something like that. Siberia is a better a better example. So uh, the wall's no place for cowards. And then Gren gets upstairs, a bu- bloody coward. The people saw us talking to him. Now they'll think we're cowards too. Pip says, you're too stu- stupid to be a coward. You're too stupid to be a... a-, a- Glenn can't make a come. Gren can't make a comeback. I said, Glenn, I've been watching The Walking Dead too much. And, <laughs> and Pip says, quick now before the summer's over. <laughs> and, then they, and then they chase each other and play a little bit of grab ass as they uh, try to enjoy this formation of a brotherhood as much as possible. And you kind of can yeah. see at least the three of them, them and John, really starting to form a real brotherhood of some sort uh lord tarley is embarrassed of his son ren says uh he is just resigned to his fate i guess that makes that makes sense and that's kind of what you were saying too joe uh,
1: he's more than embarrassed of his son he's he's darn right freaking ashamed of him he's a he's he's a he's a, a slight on the entire house on on you know yeah he, he can't have this this guy at all now take over
0: his, now now his that we house. Now that we are back, uh, I want to say something that got mentioned in episode one. I believe when Robert was talking about uh, fighting in the Rebellion, the, uh, where the House Tarly must have been on the side of the Targaryens in that. Because he says when he's talking about one of his first kills, I believe he says a uh, Tarly boy. I can- yes.
1: Yep. He kills, a, he kills a Tarly. Tarly was on, on the Targaryen side and is a vassal of Tywin, I think, at, at, at this point
0: at that, at this point at this point in time in the in the show and in back in the Robert's Rebellion he, they were on uh they were were they still kind of banner houses of uh House Lannister
1: House Targaryen House I Targaryen
0: think.
1: You know I, I, a lot of the lesser houses they didn't they weren't able to to wait it out like Tywin was
0: Right right they so could even they if couldn't
1: Tywin was you know, abstaining most of his lesser <laughs> houses in in the Westlands, there were still going to war. We got a couple raising arms on one side or the
0: other. Let's jump in the chat room for a second. Duke Chronic, Lord Tarly is a battle com- battle commander, so he has an image to uphold. And uh, G- Ren Renwood says, "Can you imagine Sam and The Walking Dead?" Oh, I, yeah, I can. It's Father yeah. Father Gabriel, Eugene. Eugene, Father Gabriel, one of those kind of helpless people. But but at least – oh, I guess Eugene is a better example because they're both smart, and they both probably can uh, help out in other ways, but just completely useless when it comes to fighting anything. And uh, Sam – Ghetto Toad says Sam was uh, lucky John was on the wall. Otherwise, he just wouldn't have – he wouldn't have even made it a night. He would have got private piled. Spoiler alert for uh, Full Metal Jacket. He would have totally got the uh, private pile treatment.
1: Gabriel Meryl Trent equal Gabriel
0: Merrin fucking Trent <laughs> sorry
1: right is that the is that the one that's in the uh in the basement
0: yeah problem <laughs> so so as they chase each other around they play grab ass so here we go over to Daenerys and 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 this is another Daenerys episode that I'll come out and say I I enjoy the Daenerys stuff in this episode uh, Daenerys and the Horde arrive in the Dothraki homeland. It's lots of beautiful grass, city of green. Uh, it's a cool, you get to see a kind of a cool, uh, monument, horse monument gate of two horse, horses meeting each other. And, uh, it's v- Vice Dothrak, I believe it's, it's what the place is called.
1: Vice Dothrak, all the way over here. Way in the, way, 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 way in the east, northeast, right here. Her story started out all the way. And like over here in Pentos, I believe.
0: Right. So that that's. Uh, I am just gonna point. It's... They've,
1: gone, they've gone quite a distance. They've basically gone almost the full length of Westeros away from where she started. She's way the fuck out here. Now this On the other side of the Dothraki Sea. Do they
0: do they explain? Uh, do they explain how long that is, or do they, are they more detailed with how long that is in the books?
1: Yeah, it's it's long. Like how it's... long? How
0: many mo- did it take them? Months and months.
1: Yes. Yes, it takes it takes. Well, they raid the whole way out there. They've they've uh, like all these little villages and other other um, other Dothraki columns and calls that they've come across. They've warred with like it's it's months. It's months. The other the other thing, King's Landing here. Yeah, right here So Winterfell took a month, and that's at least twice the distance, basically. So we've got we've got
0: some. Uh, vi- We've got some big thank yous for Joe for the map. And I'm going to thank you, too. I love, I love the map. I actually started to point on my screen like I could point at the map. I was going to ask your question by pointing on my screen. Like,
1: Joe, uh, right there, right there. like. It's quite the distance. So, It's the whole map. So
0: before we get too into Danny, I just want to make a point that I think Ren said. Uh, but where we'll, we'll track this through the episode. Sam is a broken thing. Absolutely a broken thing. Yeah. Uh, so Daenerys, who is also... And in his father's eyes,
1: he's a bastard.
0: Probably. <laughs> he wishes. And a cripple. Uh, Joe, small adjustment again, for whatever, do adjust, adjust my place. So Daenerys and the Horde arrive in uh, the Dothraki homeland. Perfect. Uh, lots of grass, city of green, and the cool horse monument. And we get a very interesting... Uh, f- why all of a sudden now it's, now it's doing it again? Weird, Jorah, D- Danny, and and uh, Viserys have a little bit of a conversation. Uh, D- D- Jorah introduces it as the uh, the home of the ho- the city of the Horse Lords. and, Viserys, and uh, Viserys, a pile of mud, mud and shit, twigs. Is this the best these fucking savages can do?
1: Oh, he hates it. He hates it. This, nah. this isn't a city. This is a bunch nah. of tents, hovels. And and you know what? It may be the 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 Dothraki's greatest city, but basically, this is a city of of widows and old women and old men who don't raid anymore, they they just it's, they
0: go out to stud.
1: Yeah, yeah. This isn't really like a, uh, you know, and they're going to see this council of 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 ex calisi uh, or some shit like that to be blessed or whatever. It's like a, it's more of almost like a religious town because it's because of it's everybody's like all these calls ex widows and shit. It's you don't attack it. You Don't raid Vez Dothrak, it's the only city that they don't raid. So, and all pals are welcome there, and all this shit.
0: So, v- very, very interesting, Dothraque. very interesting stuff. For uh, I love, I love, uh, I love, I love this. What what Duke Krog just said? A uh, Marin fucking Trent actor was in Vikings last week, and uh, he loved getting seeing Marin fucking Trent getting his head hacked off by Floki. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch the episode now and, and pick them out. Thank you very much for that, man. Good good tidbit. But, yeah, absolutely, Joe. This is the place where the old warriors go like a horse after a horse has ridden all of its rides and done all its – you put it out to stud. And this is where your old – your all of your your wives, your old, uh, your old Khaleesi's and stuff all hang out. So, yeah, it's not a city that – it's a city that they protect. Right. So, so it's the capital city of the Horror. But the series absolutely looks at this as a pile of uh, shit and twigs, as he puts it. The best these savages can do. Daenerys is like, these- most,
1: most people would look at this city like a pile of shits and twigs. And it's got this beautiful, like, statues out front to mark the gate of huge horses rearing up. Like, and, and book does a great job describing its entranceway and everything that those statues were dragged like millions of miles or, some Beautiful or something.
0: Beautiful statues. I uh, definitely definitely love the way those looked. Uh, Ghetto Toad says, Danny's brother plays a good uh, Bell End. I love to hate him. Yeah, he plays a good fucking little prick ass. He, he's very per- very perfect in this role, and he is the guy you love to hate the most in this first season. Oh, you, yeah. ju- you just love to hate this guy. Oh, yeah,
1: he's and, definitely our our uh, one of our main antagonists. Yeah, he's He's her only antagonist, so
0: and she, Daenerys says, "They're they're my people now. You shouldn't call them savages." And he says, "I'll call them what I'm like because they're my people. This is my fucking army. Drogo is marching in the wrong fucking way with What's my fucking my army. Series? Your
1: legs don't hurt enough. Shut your mouth. They get. It's worth saying
0: that they did give him back a horse. He is on a horse. Yeah. And I I, I wrote in my notes. He rides and off because
1: it's been it's been like I said like that happened probably a month ago. You know like <laughs> yeah. that incident Watch twenty
0: miles. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, like that was a long time ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, she had a fight to get him back that horse. She had, she had to really pull some strings to get him that fucking horse. And he rides off. Like, I just, I wrote such a little bitch for Ruka Salt. Like we said this before, I think we said this in the last episode too. He could totally play Veruca Salt and something if they did did some weird, weird alternate version of adults playing Willy
1: Wonka characters. Yeah, he could play uh, Jan Brady too. <laughs> now, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Oompa But now,
0: I want I want the Seventh Kingdoms. Now, Mommy, oh give me the Iron Throne. The oh, totally serious,
1: man. He only wants what's due him and a little bit of his sister's titties.
0: The usurper is totally fucking with my shit.
1: <laughs> what
0: a whiny little prank. And, and, oh God, and he we, he's the one we get our HBO sex scene that we're going to get into a little bit later here. Uh, so he rides off such a little yeah. bitch. And then Danny has a really, <laughs> Danny has a very interesting uh, talk with, with Jorah here. Uh, Danny says if my brother was given the Dothraki army could they conquer the Seven kingdoms then first Jorah does basically sounds like Ned Stark here The Dothraki have never crossed ca- the narrow sea they don't trust uh, any water their horses can't drink They're never going over there and Danny's like no, but if they did let's hype come on hypothesis We're playing the what-if game here if they did and he had an army of Dothraki could he win? And he says King Robert is full enough to meet them in open battle. But the men that are advising him, like Ned Stark, like Barristan, those people wouldn't let him do that. They would, uh, they would rain a hailstorm on the Dothraki. He doesn't go into that, but they would fight an entirely different kind of war. They wouldn't meet him. In, they wouldn't, they'd be like, Robert, you're not meeting him in battle. Shut the fuck up. Or send Jamie out there or something to do it. You can sacrifice the Lannisters if you want. So uh, Daenerys says, "And you know these men—the people that would advise me—said I fought beside them once." And what he's talking about is the Greyjoy Rebellion. It's—it's—it's uh, yeah. it's, it's a big time where I believe he got his knighthood in the Greyjoy Rebellion. It's—it's it's when uh, a lot of the people that we know from Game of Thrones were fighting in a big fight together, post Robert's Rebellion, before the start of of the Game of Thrones time.
1: Yep, yeah. and Tyrion refers to it earlier when about the sailors and everything right. dying and. Alive and everything.
0: Exactly. And Jamie refers to it later in the episode as well. We get three references to it throughout the episode. Jamie, When Jamie's talking about it with uh, Ned's first mate, there, I have his name written down later, uh, Jamie, Jamie and him bond about killing the yep. Greyjoys and talking about how the Greyjoys aren't even human.
1: You remember Thoros of Mir going in with his sword yeah. burning? Oh, I saw. I
0: saw right there, yeah. yeah, I saw the uh, young, uh, the young Greyjoy boy. It was like seeing something, something. He's like, "Oh, Theon's a good boy." And Jamie's like, "I doubt it." <laughs> Just the way Jamie. <laughs> yeah, no Greyjoy's is good. Uh, and uh, Ren Renwood says, uh, "This guy makes Joffrey look smart." Talking about this series, <laughs> and uh, Duke Chronic says, "Hey, he's the dragon." <laughs> <laughs> hey be quiet you don't want to you don't want to wake the dragon Ren come on and so uh, Mormont says uh he fought behind he fought besides these guys once and now Ned Stark wants his head he uh, drove me from my land and Daenerys goes but dude you sold slaves you're lucky I'm your friend and right. and Mormont looks with sadness in his eyes and she goes why and he said I had no money and an expensive wife and and, no, is, and and
1: it's and it's interesting to say like this conver- like the conversation could have gone completely different because he wasn't he wasn't taking the responsibility. No, they drove me from my lands. They exiled me. Not and Daenerys points out, Ah, you did that shit yourself. Yeah, you were selling, so, and like, and then he's like, Oh yes, true. Yeah, that, that that's right. I had you no know, money
0: was, and an expensive wife, is what he says.
1: Right, if if. She had even like had the slightest, you know, difference of uh, of tone or anything, that conversation out of his mouth next would have been, you know, you know, let's go kill them and you can restore my house or something. <laughs> you know, because I didn't do anything. It was Thank you. you know, it was, oh, very, very uh poor insight into his condition.
0: Yeah. At- Ab- abso- no. absolutely absolutely and uh do chronic and ghetto toad get us the line from uh th- from ned about i mean from uh from jamie about uh theon like a shark on a mountain mountaintop. top thanks do chronic yeah. and ghetto toad and uh so so mormont says uh like,
1: that's theon in uh inside the stark family right. it's like seeing a shark, a shark on,
0: on a mountain top it
1: doesn't this is like he's not an honorable, good person. He sticks out like a sore thumb. He's 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 such an asshole compared to, to, to them all.
0: Exactly. So Daenerys asks where this wife is now. And Mormont says in another place with another man. And Danny, it's only a second. But Daenerys looks at him, gives him that. Oh, you dumb boy. I'll help take care of you. <laughs> you, 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 you broken thing. Oh, you poor broken thing and this is where we get jorah as a broken thing we learn about everything he's been through that he's someone that can easily be led by his heart that's i think by his cock by his heart who know we don't know yet we don't know which one of it is it it
1: isn't that his like that's his second wife i don't know that isn't isn't that his second wife i'm pretty sure that's his second wife and now he's in love with the uh with the beggar king's little sister who's married to a fucking cow a you think you you think he's horses. in love with her joe i'm not too sure about that uh he's giving it yeah he's getting he's, he's, he getting, he's getting he's definitely there. i do not think that this is all just you know work here he's spying on it right now i think he was more than happy to to, to get on his horse and travel the fucking kingdom or the non-kingdom splinter <laughs> is
0: coming joe splinter is coming splinter is coming
1: that's a good shirt,
0: man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Joe. For, for everyone, uh, I, sa- I showed you earlier, but Joe got me this amazing T-shirt. Splinter is coming. That, that matches the Ninja Turtles. Uh, sorry for, if you're listening to the uh, iTunes broadcast. You couldn't visually see it. <laughs> I forget that there's an audio cast as well. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so, so here we go into our uh, – it was like a <laughs> – Ren, Ren it was like a Sharknado on top of a wolf.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here we go into our softcore HBO porn moment. Uh the series is it a hot tub of a tent being bathed by a, uh, I Dorith or something like that is her name. Uh whatever. What the uh the the whore that he every has. Time,
1: every time every time I see scenes like this on these shows like on Shameless or an HBO, all I can think of is the YouTube sketch, you know, where the where all these different actors are explaining the scene, you know, to someone on the phone like i got this or someone that said i got this great scene i got this great scene you know That's first uh rude. this person takes me from behind and then you know he pulls my hair and as i'm screaming he slaps me in the face with his That's you know rude. and then his sister comes in and and you know all these people are like oh my god you got a job doing porn and they're like no 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 it's hbo <laughs> Like this is one of those scenes. this is definitely one of those shows the
0: theme song should come in right it's hbo Mm-hmm. Uh, uh ren renwood says yes joe danny does look like, danny looks like her and uh and uh get out to lol his this wife, scene
1: his first wife or something his oh. his first or wife second wife
0: In, he must mention that at uh it's been a while it's been a while since i uh listened yeah. to the first book and heard more about Jorah talk about his would and or when they get more into Jorah's past and stuff. It's it's interesting. And for anyone that just watches the show that's curious about the books, that's probably the best thing that uh, the books do where they expand on the back history of each character. You know a lot more about, uh, but where you see them just as uh, quickly sh- you know, showing up and you're supposed to understand a lot of things or assume a couple of things.
1: Right, and that's where the books actually lose. Most people who I know who are like, yeah, I tried to read the books, I couldn't. <clears throat> it's because it's
0: too. There's I didn't want to know so much about what Sansa likes to eat.
1: It's yeah, it's not just the it's. it's, it's there's says. so much information and there's so much backstory to each character, each family, each house, each, meal. each yeah, each meal. <laughs> like why they're eating certain things. Like there's so much backstory written into it that that throws a lot of people. They end up saying like, okay, so I got to remember who's this guy, who's this person, who's that person. Oh, they mentioned these people from the past. I got to remember, and then. You know, one of the four people in any specific story might have something to do with the future or they might just all just be like, you know, filler for the book that just happens to be good backstory for the reader. And that ends up losing a lot of the people from reading the books.
0: I, I hear, I hear you there. I know I've talked to a few people that say that as well. Uh, Ren, excellent point, Ren. Yeah, there's a lot of info I missed during this bath scene. She talks about seeing the dagger of Dragon Glass, a man who can change his face. I'll get into it in a second. But and uh, naming dragons gets you jollies off. <laughs> no, uh, yeah,
1: he was. He, uh, look, I liked. I liked the. Uh, I liked this exchange. I no, liked this was,
0: this was good. And, and this starts a habit of Game of Thrones of using these sex scenes to give you some of what you were just talking about, Joe. That's what we get in this scene. We get, a lot, we get history and we, get, we learn a lot of stuff. Just to, This is one of the few times I'll do this. We hear stuff here that is important later and that they set up, set up little things that, and they do that a lot on Game of Thrones where listen to everything. Everything matters and everything will sometimes come around. And this is one of those examples where she gets into it. So, uh, right,
1: like uh, when, when okay, yeah, so they, when they're talking about these and, the, and he's talking about the throne room, uh, and he's talking about the skulls, and he mentions how they were, you know, huge ones and the little teeny ones. You know, when we – let's put an asterisk here for me, and if we can remember, you know, later on when we do episode 10, I want to come back to this moment in uh, six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Asterisks on the skulls of the dragons.
0: Okay, okay, we'll, we'll get here. So, uh, so he, she says, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually read the lines for thought, Joe. just to get the sexualness out of it. I'm just gonna read the lines here. Your grace, yes, my dear, they call you the last dragon. They do. You have dragon's blood in your veins. It's entirely possible. What happened to the dragon? She just won't shut up about the dragons.
1: The, this is where, this is where he uh, says it's entirely possible. He should have said yes, because he's already, I am the fucking dragon. You don't want to awaken the dragon. I have the power. Like, so he should have been like, "Not. it's entirely possible. (laughs) Yeah, bitch, I do have the dragon in me.
0: Yeah, I was, I was told. You're about
1: to get the dragon (laughs) in you.
0: What happened to the dragon? I was told that brave men killed them. Brave men didn't kill the dragons. Brave men rode them. Rode them from Valeria to build the greatest civilization the world's ever seen the breath of the greatest dragon forged the iron throne, which the usurper is
1: keeping warm for me. My- Can I ask you a question? Were you a little di- did, oh, so you watched season one, two before. After reading what the iron throne looks like, are you? It was a little small. Disappointed?
0: Let's talk about that in the next scene because we actually see it. But You haven't seen the throne yet? No, we have, but in the next, it's actually in the next scene.
1: Okay. All right. So, so now, and then they want to show it to us. So it's fresh in our head about what the dragons did they forged it with his with the the mightiest dragon forged this throne from the swords of the fallen
0: soldiers
1: and uh, all the conquered right it was supposed to be like ten thousand swords or something this
0: is this is what the iron throne should look like well let me get the camera on it
1: ah shit lower it lower it lower it a little bit more Uh, 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 yes that's much more of the vision than i thought maybe even bigger yeah yeah
0: wait let me let me let me let me click it on me so i'm actually so can stay on stay on my camera for a second while you talk whoa shit
1: oh yeah that book is awesome yeah here we go that's the iron throne yep yeah that's that's and it's posted like cut kings and bruise kings and you know, it's got hilts and sharp edges. So I see like, even though it was forged in fire and put together by this dragon and blacksmiths, they didn't take any of like the the edges off the swords and the barbs off this like the points off the sword. So cu- kings are always cutting themselves. It's supposed to remind the king how uncomfortable ruling a kingdom is. Actually, is
0: again. I apologize That's to people funny. listening to the audio cast for that uh, visual presentation of me uh, trying to uh, try to hold a book up to the camera. <laughs> you you were really missing uh, performance art there. So uh, when you
1: get in that next scene, like it, it it highlights to me how it doesn't exactly embody what it was like. Visually, what I imagined, what I read,
0: or what George imagined, because that's what you but see for the, with that book.
1: But for the first time I saw it before I even read it, I thought, "Oh, wow, this throne, that throne looks fucking awesome. That's the best looking throne scene I've ever seen." And it does, and it, it and is. it is nice. for like for like I can't imagine a movie or a, a, a show where I've seen a king sit on a, a better looking throne. But after reading it. What you just showed in that book is more of the interpretation I had in mind.
0: Right, in the in oh, the pictures yeah. that you see in that book, are probably the closest that are to what George uh, imagined. What yeah. he what he wanted. He looked, he worked very hand, very much hand in hand with the uh, with the illustrators and the uh, artists for those pictures to try to give the best uh, depiction of what he thought those things should look like. So, uh, so the breath of the greatest dragon. Uh, Balerion the Dread, is that how you pronounce it? Did I kill that name completely? I think I did all right.
1: Balerion, yeah. Balerion the Dread.
0: The Dread. Uh, Forged the Iron Throne, which the Usurper's keeping warm for me. Now the Swords of the Vanquished... Uh, thousands of them melted together like so many candles those are the swords that you saw in that picture and she says i always wanted to see a dragon there's nothing in the world i would rather see and his response to it i think is weird too really why dragons she keeps talking about them and for someone that's the dragon there he keeps trying to change the subject and she goes they can fly and wherever they are just a few flaps of their wing they're somewhere else far away and they can kill yeah. anyone it's a little
1: painful for him, you know um that was what gave his house power, and by the time his house lost it, they were they were no longer there.
0: Very very you good uh, point, Ren. We find out in that book that you're holding that there are no Stark swords in that throne because the Starks, I believe, uh, when they saw the dragons or when they were faced, they decided to just yeah, give their. Had,
1: they had uh, like uh 20 30,000 men or something like that. They just that. gave
0: their field loyalty over to uh
1: Yeah, he had raised this huge army. The entire north had come down. They were going to they were going to fight the king and when he saw the dragons when Ned's ancestor saw the dragons come up and not just the dragons but 40,000 men as well, which no was twice the numbers that the north had. You know, they might have been able to win uh because of position and and you know their heart or whatever but when he saw the dragons and the men he was like you know what this we're not gonna i'm not gonna kill my entire kingdom to save my entire kingdom and he bent the knee to the king so yeah he got to keep his sword which was a valerian steel sword
0: valerian the black it's, dread i believe this is uh let's see this is the black uh picture of valerian the black dread
1: if you can uh see that quickly and what book is the name what's the name of that book that you yeah. there we
0: go uh George R. R. Martin's *We: uh, The World of Fire and Ice*, a history of Westeros and *A Game Untold. of Thrones*. There you go. So, so he said. Uh, she said I, she wants them they can burn away everything and melt like so many candles. And he also says, "Ooh, the fire is hurting him. He 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 reacts to the fire." And she says, "Seeing a dragon would make her very happy." And he says, "Well, after 15 years in the pleasure house, like imagine seeing the sky makes you happy. What an right. asshole." and uh he was not locked she was not locked in and she and uh she he says what have you seen this is the uh part that ren was asking about i've seen a man with a dagger of real dragon glass i've seen a man who could change his face the way other men could change their clothes and i've seen a pirate who wore his weight in gold and whose ships had sails colored in silk so if you see
1: to remember this Yeah, remember this. this. There's there's a little bit of foreshadowing going on in here. So it's not like, it's not like, and if you remember this in the future, if you can remember this this story in the future, then you can, you'll know that it's not all just, you know, imagination and story.
0: Right. Let's put, let's put a, uh, let's put a Joestress here. Another Joestrus. Another Joestrus here. So Syrian <laughs> uh, says, she says, have you seen one? And he says, what, a pirate ship? Does he not get that she wants to talk about fucking dragons? And she's like, no, a dragon, goddammit. Rachel61, welcome. She says, yeah, that,
1: "That's That's hilarious. Like, what, a <laughs> What a, what a pirate? Pirate? Ship. pirate ship? No, a dragon, dumbass. Of course, I haven't seen a dragon, you idiot. They were extinct many years ago. Yep. Oh well, that's kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah. What the fuck? Are, I'm not paying you to make me sad, you bitch. Fucking.
0: Rachel, sixty-one. Yeah, it is a really great book. Great images and great information. And Ren Renwood says, uh, Torhen Torren Stark." Are you looking at the chat, Joe, so you could pronounce that name better than me? Torren. Torren Stark. She thinks. Uh, which I, which you thinking? I'm gonna take your word for it. You, you're uh, you're our, you're you're a resident uh, go-to. So uh, so we'll, we're gonna go for the go with that. So Viserys says uh, no. As Joe said, the last one died many years ago. But I'll tell you what I have seen. They're skulls. They used to decorate the throne throne room in the Red Keep when I was very young. Just three or four walking down. There was the smallest ones that were like the, about the size of dogs. But then as you get closer to the Iron Throne. And as he's, getting, as he's going on this story, this is when the porno music starts kicking. It doesn't, but this is where she, he starts talking about dragons. She starts getting hot. She's, he goes, the skulls get bigger and bigger and bigger. There was Glysar and Valerion and Vermithox and Esovius. I'm killing the names. I'm sorry. Archanal. Marinex. Mer, uh, yeah. Uh, Vi- Va- Vagar. yeah, Vagar, and Balerion and the Dread whose fire forged the seven kingdoms into one and uh, she's super hot and bothered and then he asked she asks, what happened to the skulls and he says I don't know the usurper probably smashed them the power this is when she says the line that you said Joe that's very sad what I buy you for to make me sad no I bought you bought me to teach your sister to teach my sister how to be a better fucking lover are you an idiot you I don't care about Carl
1: Drogo's cock
0: you pretty little idiot. And he fucking freaks out here and and then he tells her to uh, you know, finish finish up. <laughs> Do your job. F-
1: f- finish finish what you're doing. He's such a little prick. Right, he gets he gets a little rough there.
0: And Ren Renwood says he does. Yeah, he does react to the fire. He gets a little uh he gets a little burning it's not even so much that he gets rough he just gets a little like oh, okay i was i was humoring you for a while and pretending like i was interested in what you're saying but now you pissed me off you're just a whore finish me off yeah so he ends up getting pissed off later, later in the episode but we'll get there so here we go inside the th- throne room at King's Landing. Sansa and uh, Scepter Mordain are walking around looking at the throne, and uh, we, we kind of already talked about that. If you look at the throne we saw there compared to the one we bo- in the book, as uh, Joe pointed out, I think they talked a little bit about that in some of the behind-the-scenes footage for this season one where they said it just wasn't feasible from a uh, television perspective to do something like that. But whatever. It was probably budgetary. Who knows? And then you yeah. can't recan in the throne. You can't just have it look one way and then change it later when you have more money.
1: Right. So, I don't think it would have been hard or much to, you know, it's, it's a bunch of extra wood and silver paint. A couple of nails.
0: But then you have to like back up more to shoot because the room, the uh, visual becomes smaller, and then where you have to have the boom, boom mic. It probably has to do with technical television reasons that they didn't do it because the if you have a big, huge set piece like that and someone's sitting in it, it's just weird. Where do you put the boom to be able to have the whole thrown in the show? I don't know. It's, there's yeah. that's pro. They probably sat down on a table and were like, "Let's think about this for a second. And well,
1: nowadays with microphones, you don't really necessarily need the boom. You could put the microphone anywhere in true, anything
0: true but i know for a fact that's what like that they had that discussion and they said it's not worth it
1: I, i've yeah. i've seen
0: behind the scenes stuff with them saying
1: it. yeah i'm sure i have their reasons i don't like their reasons
0: <laughs> Joe, da- dan and dave joe doesn't accept your bullshit
1: <laughs> joe loves you but he doesn't accept. the power your- of hbo and time warner <laughs> behind you <laughs> they Demand don't more money and make what we need to see I think I think they've
0: gotten more and more money as time goes on, but in that first season they were out on a limb. Yeah. And and at this point, I was looking at these numbers when I was looking at statistics. There was only about two million people a uh, week watching Game of Thrones at this point as well,
1: which yeah, it wasn't until it wasn't until about uh, halfway through this people started really right
0: like- right at this point at this point people still weren't game of thrones was not starting to become as popular as it became it's I, i'm just it's just worth mentioning that so so scepter mordain and sansa have a little interesting exchange where she says someday your husband will sit on that throne and before too long your son and he'll be the lord king of westeros and she goes what if i have a girl gods be good sansa you'll have both boys and girls and plenty of them but what if i only have girls and well, Jenny Poole's mother uh, only had five children, all of them g- girls. Well, that's highly unlikely. But what if I didn't? Then they say it would become Prince Tom and would become king. Then everyone would hate me. No, no yeah, one hates you.
1: Everybody already does hate you, Sansa. No everybody, one hates you, Sansa. Everybody has wasted, you know, days of their lives <laughs> watching your <laughs> story. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I don't know why that cracked me up so much. We've been, it, like... we've been wasting days of our lives <laughs> watching this goddamn Sansa Stark shit. No, I like. I actually really like her in this episode. And she's just like, please shut up. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah, She's even more bitchy. And, she's uh, su- she's, in the, in she's
0: super bitchy in this moment. She says Septimbritian kind of tries to bring her out of it by, by saying, do you remember your lessons? Who built the Iron Throne, Aegon the Conqueror, but who built the Red Keep? Uh, she's Says, uh, she goes on and he goes, how many years did it take to make? And she and then Sansa just interrupts and says, my grandfather and uncle were murdered in here, weren't they? And Scepter Mordane, right there with Tyrion in that, doesn't miss a beat, just keeps going with it. Yep, they were killed at the orders of King Ares. Yep. yep. The Mad King. Yep, commonly known as the Mad King. Just as cold as ever, the way she says it. it. Where were they killed? Well, you should speak to your father about these matters. I don't want to speak to my father ever. Sansa, come on, shut up. That's what pisses me off about her, the fact that she's pissed off at Ned.
1: She's smarter than that, Is, isn't she? Well, it's because of Ned that Ned killed her. Yeah, no, she's not smarter than that. <laughs> she's not smarter than that. She has no insight whatsoever as to the fact that you know, her lies... Got her dog killed. She's Catelyn's goddamn killed. daughter. She should be smart. She should be smarter. She was her. smart enough to know that if she brought her dog back to camp with her, her, her wolf back to camp with her, the wolf was dead. You know, like she white fanged her wolf. What the hell was wrong? Like Sansa, and like completely blind to to. Uh,
0: I think it's to Cersei's craziness. Brought- I think where it ultimately comes down to is she's, but is every is Sansa was blind to Cersei's wacky craziness.
1: Well, yeah, she it, really like Cersei's wacky craziness. Even Arya doesn't know how wacky. Nobody
0: crazy knows. He is. Nobody. Nobody knows. Spoiler knows. alert! To to just, spoiler alert! Just, shut no, this I off. So Wait. Spoiled.
1: She can't no, fathom not getting her way.
0: Joe, spoiler alert, and I'm not going to say specifics. Cersei's batshit crazy. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's that that's it? That's that's. I don't want to talk too much more about her. We'll get to her in a second here, but she's bat shit fucking crazy.
1: I, I don't even think that's appropriate talk.
0: That was her. Cersei Lannister saw that. She heard me, ta- she heard me talking about her. And, uh, and her anger has cast through the interwebs to knock down shit. Joe, we better not talk about her anymore. So you better want to speak to your father. You're going to have to forgive your father for this madness. And she goes, no, I won't. So we go to the small console Never. meeting, and we hear Janos fucking Slint complaining about uh, it's the hands tournament that's causing all these troubles. And it's not
1: my tournament, just because it's named after yeah, me. It's
0: the king's tournament. I assure you, the hand wants no parts. The hand will jerk off to this fucking tournament. And Slint's so like, hey, you call it what you want, Lord Stark. The city is packed with people and more flooding in every day. Last night, we had a riot in the tavern, a brothel fire, three stabbings, and a drunken horse race down the streets. <laughs> that sounds like fun that sounds like a shitload of fun <laughs> joffrey oh yeah ren ren she's like joffrey is my love but my daddy is evil <laughs> and drew do chronic about uh the viserys stuff notice the wax burned him absolutely owie so uh so D- D- Varys, who i fucking love varus in this scene he's just so deadpan Dreadful. <laughs> and Renly's like, if you can't keep the king's peace, perhaps the city watch should become someone else. Just, just always probing there. And the oh. is like, I need more men. And Eddard said, and uh, Ned's like, you'll get fifty. Lord Baelish will make sure it's paid for. P- Baelish is like, what? I will. Fuck you. It's just, it's like a comedy routine in this uh, small council. You'll find the money for a champion's purse. You can, you can borrow more fucking money from Tywin Lannister. As far as I give a shit. And I'll also give you twenty of my household guard. And uh, Slint says, okay, and he leaves. And Stark says, the sooner that this all this shit's over, the better. And Varys says, the realm prospers for such events. <laughs> and him and Baelish exchange a little bullshit, which is kind of funny. And Stark says, I'm sure this tournament puts coins into people's pockets. Now, if there's anything else, my lords, and before he can even say this, they're all out. They all exit. They all run the fuck out. None of them care about it. But we find out it's very, very hot in there in this scene. I forgot to mention that so he dismisses them but but who but who can't leave without saying something that's grandmaster pizel who just can't stop himself from talking and ned takes advantage of it grandmaster's like oh this heat wow this fucking heat and uh, and ned's like on uh, he, on days like this or she says to ned on days like this i envy you northerners for your summer snows and Ed, sa- Ed says, I've been waiting to talk to you about John Aaron. Lord Aaron, his death was a great sadness. It just gets a little bit bullshitty. And 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 uh, Grandmaster Peisel says, John came to him and talked to him the night before he died, or a couple nights before he died. And uh, Ned's like, Why? And he, he goes, Well, I've been Grandmaster for many years. Uh, the kings and hands come to me for advice. He gets all super defensive right away. I just don't like this guy. He's a Weasley little old man. He's very
1: Weasley. He's very. I, he has a great scene later on this season that uh, that I, I fucking love. You learn, yeah, you learn a lot about him in a. And yeah, seconds. in just a few short seconds, you learn a lot about this man. Uh really kind of brilliant.
0: Yeah, put Joe stress there. Let's put a Joe stress here in this whole situation. So, and
1: I think I, I think I put one before about um, I, I the last when, <laughs> when Ned saw, sees. Catelyn stark for the last time actually
0: what do you you mean the last time in the episode
1: in in king's landing
0: yeah the last time in king's landing so uh, uh so uh the <laughs> ghetto toad says the red god was angered and pushed joe's map off the wall the night is <laughs> the red god
1: <laughs> Roll, rollor was laughing of course right
0: <laughs> ren says 20 of my household guards what ned said uh, that might turn out to bite him you never can tell where that might come, where that might come back and and uh, slap him across the face. He he's in a dangerous dangerous area. It would be great to keep as many of his people around him as possible, especially with the scene that comes later with him and Cersei. So so Grandmaster Paisal is pissed off and defensive again. And he basically tells Ned that John Aaron was asking about a book, and then he gives it right back to Ned when Ned's like, um, "What book?" He goes, "I fear it would be a little interest to you. It's a ponderous uh, ponderous book." And, and almost to Ned, like, "What you read?" you don't you're not you're not you're not a reader ned stark so ned's (laughs) ned goes i would like to read this book says it very confidently and then they go to paisel's room and and he reads it's the lineages and history of the great houses of the seven kingdoms and stark flips through the book and he just starts reading it's all about different names and first of their name uh Born in the 183rd year, blue eyes, brown hair, fair complected, died. You know, kind it's a of like.
1: That's all. That's yeah, it. That's it. Straight. So it's st- got all the houses, all the great houses, all the noble houses, and everybody's sons, what they looked like, who they married, who their kids were. It's a bunch of family histories
0: and then he probes him a little bit about why John was interested in reading this and he says he doesn't know and then he switches the subject over to uh, do you think that it could have been anything else but but uh like it was a horrible thing what happened to him did he say anything before he died and he said the only thing he said was the seed is strong the seed is yep. the seed is strong whatever that means
1: that's some that's some strong seed man
0: mhm and grandmaster pizel says uh, the, which I think is a very interesting line that I think is important in real life, but also in the moment, it's it's important for a few reasons. But it's an interesting thing because people always put so much meaning on dying on a dying man's words. And Pizelle, for the first time, I think makes sense here. He's like a dying mind is a demented mind. For all the weight that's given to last words, they're usually as significant as first words. It's yep. it's actually I, a pretty I, good I like point.
1: That too. Yeah. That's very. Uh
0: it's a very ve- thought-provoking yeah it's, and it's, a, it's a very and it goes good along
1: point. with with like perry pharrell's pet song you know yeah and what what you know two legs in the four legs in the morning and three legs at night that riddle and all that thing you know and like children
0: and then uh and then uh, yeah, know elderly I like children and sorry you got you have that song stuck in my head now <laughs> And so, bastard. So Edard Stark says, uh, you're quite certain he died of natural causes. And uh, Grandmaster Paisel's like, what well, else gonna be? Poison. And Paisel, it's interesting to see how his mind works. Because he takes this poison thing to go, oh, you know what I can do with this? I can use this as an excuse to fucking bash Varus. And he goes, a disturbing thought. And I've heard it's a woman's weapon, Stark says. Yeah, and he goes, women, cravens, ding, 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 and eunuchs. Oh, by the way, did you know that Varus is a eunuch?
1: Yeah, very very unsubtle, like trying to put shit right on on varies like that.
0: Ren Renwood says uh, that looked like there was water pipes on Pizel's desk, yeah. and then Duke Rhonin says the weed is strong. Sounds a little bit more like
1: it. Yeah. Well, he's all he's you know the Meister's a scientist. He, he's a scholar. He's constantly learning.
0: They got that flown in from Dorne. There's some yeah, Dornish yeah. weed. Oh, flown no, they out. don't
1: they don't grow they, It's the wine in Dorn. I don't know where you get the good oh, grass. Oh, you you, you know Dothraki
0: where you get it. You man. get it in uh you get it where the Tyrells are. The lords of no, the flowers. get
1: the good grass from the Dothraki, man.
0: That's true. Dothraki, yeah, yeah, you the good grass. you, you, you lured me there with that one. I, I thought I had it with the uh with the Tyrells there with the flowers and you uh you run up to me with the grass. I like
1: that. That's good good job, Joe. Ding ding ding. <laughs> it comes it's the it's the shit that's grown past the lands of Shy. <laughs>
0: Way past the lands of Shy.
1: (laughs) they will take over the world, man. Joe is officially
0: woken up. Bam. I like it. So uh, Grandmaster Paisel says a disturbing thought. I thought uh, the hand was loved by all. And as we said, we get our Cravens. And Varys is a eunuch. He says it really slimy. And Eddard's like, everyone knows that. Master Pycelle is like yes yes of course. But how that sort of person could be and he just keeps on it till Stark is just like okay, enough of this bullshit.
1: Stark, I- he doesn't give two shits what what Varys got between his legs. The only thing he cares about Varys is that if he's a good man or not and uh and he's got the king the kingdom and the king in in his first thoughts.
0: Exactly. So so Eddard says thank you, I'll find my way out because he doesn't want to uh <laughs> he doesn't want to he, <laughs> he doesn't want to go he doesn't <laughs> want to be around him any any second. I'm sorry. I'm a mid-burp. It came out. So uh, Ren Redman says, ha, <laughs> good one, Joe. Yeah, you get it smuggled in by the onion knight. <laughs> awesome ghetto toe. good so true, one. That
1: ghetto. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: the onion knight does runs. Does runs for people. So <laughs> So he runs out of there because he doesn't want to hear more of Pizel's bullshit. And uh Ned's now as you can. One I got to date back to a line that uh, Littlefinger said I believe it was in the last episode might have been in the second episode uh, where he says uh, Stark's mind slow slow moving and Ned is not a dumb guy but you can see the gears moving on the outside Ned's a very smart guy but though he's very very. He can't hide anything. There, he's he, not a poker player. Again, he's not a poker player. Could have, very, very perfect way of saying it. He he does not know how to hide anything. He wears his emotions and his thoughts on his face. So Ned's walking back to his chambers with the book, and he sees Arya bal- balancing on one foot in the staircase. And she,
1: he reads. His lips move when he does, though.
0: <laughs> so Arya's balancing on one foot in the staircase, and she is so fucking happy. I don't think I've ever seen Arya this happy. And you can tell it makes him happy seeing the joy she has. Yep. And it helps take him out of the bullshit he's going through for a moment. Yeah,
1: it reminds him of his sister, the other young wolf. Yeah, A
0: couple of times in this scene. he remi- That's what I wrote at the end of the scene when she goes into the whole, uh, I'm not like that. That's not the person I am, daddy. And you could just see him look at her like, you remind me so much of my sister. I, lo- I love you. Like, I love you enough you're my daughter, but you're my sister too in some ways. So Siri uh, was a... That makes wa- him sad. So, she, Serio gave her the advice to kind of balance on the stairs. And he goes, It's a, it's a tough fall if you fall down. It's a tough lesson to learn. And, uh, she, and she said, uh, Every time you fall down, it's, it makes you better. And tomorrow I'm going to be chasing cats. Cats? Serio says, Serio says. And she's yeah. so excited. She's so into it. And uh, she says, Now that Bran's awake, will he come and live with us? And uh, Ned says, uh, He needs to get his strength back first. And Arya goes, he wants to be a knight of the King's Guard. He can't be, but one day he can be a lord of uh, a holdfast or sit in the King's Council. Thinking, and I think that's part of the reason if we go to Varys, Varys a broken thing. Uh, We're going back to Bran a broken thing and talking about how Varys is on the King's Council and not giving a shit. He's serious about that. Bran could be on the King's Council one day. He could be in the same position. Look at someone like Varys. And he's probably thinking like that too. Varys is a eunuch and he's on the King's Council. Of course Bran can do anything. And and he sits down and, he, and uh, Aria goes, "Can I be the Lord of a Holdfast?" And she goes, "You'll." Ma-, and he says, "You'll marry a high lord and rule a castle, and your sons shall be knights and princes and lords." And she said, very coldly, and again, "But I want to remember this too." She just says, "With
1: with certainty as well, right? Good, cool. good call, Kate. Like it's very certain. It's not. It's not like just cold. It's, yeah. it's no, no. That's not me." just She's very certain of that. And and for what it's worth, no, there have been uh ladies of strongholds. Yeah. On a few occasions in the history of Westeros. And in fact, Wait, there's one widow there's yeah, mo- most probably most of the time. I don't want I don't want to spoil or whatever, but like up in uh up in Bear Island, there's a, a woman in charge right
0: now. Right, and we know down in Dorne that there's they don't look at things the same way that people look up in other parts of Westeros. We, yep. um, who knows, we might even encounter uh, women in weird places as fight fighters in the later times. We you never yep. can tell. We might fall into situations like that as we go along. Um, times are changing, man. What times are changing? Yeah, Westeros is a ch- Westeros is a changing place.
1: Time for some women's suffrage. Yeah. and.
0: It's only fair.
1: Women's suffrage.
0: So he just smiles at her and looks at her like, "Wow, I've got, th- I love this girl, and she reminds me of his sister. Such a great dad. He's just such an awesome. We said this a lot in the last episode. And we'll it's it a
1: very concerned look in his eye too. It's not just like love and caring. Like, like that comparison in his mind is not necessarily this great thing.
0: Because no, because it puts you in a position where you're in danger, like any other person that put you in this so she's training to be a fighter when you're training to be a fighter you're going to put yourself in combat apparently is what she's trained he she wants to fight so he's teaching her how to fight and but when you learn how to do it you you do it to use it essentially essentially you're not doing it just for the hell of it so uh we go out to the wall bam the wall sam joins john as his watch partner and uh they're looking out in the cold sam says uh, Sir Alister sent me. Uh, Alister sent me out here, and I'm your new watch partner. I should warn you; I don't see too well. That's another thing he doesn't do that well. He goes, "Come stand by the fire; it's warmer." And he said, "No, I'm all right." And he goes, "No, you're not. You're freezing. Yeah, you'll freeze to death.
1: Get the fuck over here. Seven hundred feet up in the air." And
0: guess what, Joe? You you give me a Sam. What
1: else does Sam not like? He doesn't like anything. He doesn't like heights. He doesn't like the cold. He doesn't. <laughs> he uh, doesn't like. Oh, the poor guy. Uh, yeah. I felt for. I feel for him. I, I like Sam Tarley. I like him a lot. He doesn't
0: like high places. You can't fight. You can't see. You're afraid of heights and what everything else. You, <laughs> Sam, what the fuck? And this is the first time he's almost nice about it, too. Uh, I think uh, let's go back to the question for a second before we go too far past the last scene. Dragon says, I think that line by Arya is the most compelling and foreshadowing line in the episode so far. Yeah. And uh, Ren Renwood says, "And in Sunnydale, we have Buffy. <laughs> the bromance begins." Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Samwell says, "I don't like high places." Uh, oh yeah, you're yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. And this is the first time John's almost nice to him. The way he says, uh, "What are you doing here, Sam?" He said he he doesn't yell at him like before. He he's he's yelling that whole first part. You can't fight. You can't see. You're afraid of heights. And then he goes, "What are you doing here, Sam?" Like just trying to open up to him a little bit. And uh, I'm going to read this whole thing here because it's important yeah, here like,
1: like, Basically, like, think about this. Don't be taking the black, essentially. You, you don't belong here.
0: But this is, this is why. On the morning of my... on the mo- I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not in this voice. <laughs> on the morning of my 18th name day, my father came to me. You're almost a man now, he said, but you're not worthy of my lands and title. Tomorrow, you're going to take the black, forsake all claims to your inheritance, and start north. If you do not do that, then we'll have a hunt somewhere in these woods, and your horse will stumble and you'll be thrown from your saddle to die. And right at that point, John's face goes like, Holy fuck! And I think that's the moment where Jon Snow makes a uh, vo- solemn vow to himself to always protect this guy.
1: Well, this is the moment where he can relate because of how he's treated by Catelyn. Exactly, and Catelyn the evil stepmother. Let him die. If if she could,
0: or we'll tell your mother nothing will please me more. That's what we'll tell your mother. Now and he, Sam goes, Sir Alistair's is going to make me fight again tomorrow, isn't he? And John says, Yes, he is. And he warms up to him as Joe said. This is where he realizes that they're the same. That his father is Catelyn Stark, and uh, and he said, It's not going to get any better, you know. Well, you can't get any worse. And they both laugh. And as uh, as <laughs> Ghetto Toad says, the bromance begins. And Dew Chronic says, nope, the cromance begins. The begins. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you. The music kicks in. The romantic music kicks in. They love each other. It happens. It's here. The bromance, the cromance. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys in the chat room right now. Dragon, Ducronic, Ghetto Toad, Red Redwood. You guys are awesome. Rachel, who I know is in here, hiding somewhere and a couple other people. Thank you guys for keeping this even more fun. So uh, so here we go. We go on. So then they laugh at a moment and they couldn't get any worse and they both giggle. So then we get back into the gardens of King's Landing and it is Mr. Peter Baelish talking to Eddard Stark. And uh, Baelish is like, I hear you're reading a boring book, and Stark's like Paisel never talks too much. Just so blatant, he never stops, and he talks about uh, this guy Sir Hugh of the Vale, who until recently was only one of John Aaron's squires. He was knighted almost immediately after John Aaron's untimely death. Very interesting. And uh, Stark goes knighted for what? Why are you telling me this? As I said, as we were talking about, his gears start moving and. And uh, Littlefinger says, I promised Kat that I'd help you. Ed Stark says, uh, where is uh, where is Sir Hugh? I'm going to speak to him. And Baelish said, a, a bad idea. And then he starts pointing out all these people around that are spies for different people. He says, that person's right. a spy for Varys.
1: See these little kids here, this old lady there. This is for Varys. This is for the queen. That one's mine. Let me ask you, Sir Ned, who do you trust? Or do you trust do you trust anybody
0: in your right. in your service? And he said yes. And he goes no. The wiser answer was no. Get a message to this friend of yours discreetly. Send him the question, Sir Hugh. And after that, you might want to visit a certain armorer, armory in the city. Or he uh, he lives then
1: right then and there. Right then and there too. If you're if you're Ned and you're really thinking. You got to be thinking, oh, he's sending. He says to go, go to my most trusted person right now. He's gonna like. Fig, he's gonna figure out who that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's gonna know my most trusted confidant. Absolutely, uh, he's to watching me. Send message to my most trusted people now.
0: But ultimately. Stark is buying what Littlefinger is selling here and believes that he – because he wants to bone his wife that he's helping him out here because afterwards Ned Stark does the put his head down and goes, well, shucks, you know, maybe I was wrong to not trust you, Sir, uh, Mr. Baelish uh, – Sir Baelish, uh, Lord Baelish, I'm sorry. How many titles can I give this guy? <laughs> and uh i i, I have dishonored uh, he gives that i've dishonored myself by not giving you honor and uh baelish is like no distrusting me was the wisest thing you've done since you climbed off your horse and uh so so, so yeah uh the guy that played Hugh of the Vale also played in vikings is the guy who gets his arm cut off tornston that's uh Interesting. Interesting. All right, and a ghetto toad says, uh, that night Sam should have snuck into his father's chambers and slit his throat. Yeah. yeah if, if he wasn't so craven, he probably would have done that. So uh, we go over to uh, Jory, and uh, sir, or not a sir, uh, to a castle. A, uh, so we'll call him Jory. And he's trying to introduce himself to Sir Hugh, who's kind of being a dick to him. He's like, I'm busy. And he goes, I'm here from the hand of the king. And he's like, sir, sir. No, I'm no sir. I'm just, uh, I'm I'm just Jory. I'm just here to uh, talk to you.
1: He says, come back. I'll talk to the hand of the king, but I'm not talking to you. You're no one to me. You're nothing.
0: And then we cut over to him telling Ned about it, and he's like, oh, he said he was a knight. A knight. They strut around like roosters down here, even the ones who haven't seen an arrow coming their way. Great, wise-ass, res- like, dead, dead, like, fuck these people. Uh, we're, we're not, these people are so soft down here. Let's agree. <laughs> Let's all agree that Ned is not good at this game. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't think anyone can doubt that Ned is not Ned's not a poker or a Game of Thrones player, so Jory says he uh, he'd be glad to talk to you to the hand himself. He's a knight, you see, and uh, you should. And they're heading towards the armory, and uh, and uh, Jory says you shouldn't be out here. There's no telling who has eyes, and Ned says let them look. I don't give a shit. And uh, they go in there, and uh, and he talks to the guy that runs the shop, and he says, "What did Lord Aaron want here?" And he said he came to see the boy. And he goes, I'd like to see the boy as well. So we get over and we get to see somebody named Gendry. Fucking Gendry. So it's it's worth mentioning that for small book purposes, we don't like to get too far down that road, but a little bit. Gendry is in the books, but they definitely made him older on the show. And they also combined him with some of uh, Robert's other bastards to kind of establish, take a couple of things and make him one character so he is basically our visual representation of robert's bastards we see yeah, a few other things
1: that didn't get right in this show as far as i'm concerned until a few episodes is the scope of the amount of bastards that right Robert has. right
0: uh, they eventually yeah. get to they're that all
1: over the fucking kingdom they're not just in king's landing like right. it's ridiculous
0: right he made this the... anyway, he made, he's the made the seven
1: child pretty much he
0: made the seven joe
1: he's made the seven on a number of times i'm sure <laughs> He's got at least seven kids in each of the seven kingdoms. For Christ's sakes.
0: So I agree with I agree with that to a certain extent, and I think a lot of they ultimately just gave us one face for them. We do see them a lot more as time goes on. We meet a few other of them, but basically a lot of the, a lot of the focus is on Gendry. So uh, they say he's strong for his age. He works hard. Show the hand the helmet you made, and Ned's and he, Ned's Ned's giving them there's something familiar, but I can't place you kind of look. And he goes, "This is fine work. It's not for sale, though." And he That's goes,
1: "Mine. I'm not selling it." But boy, boy, if the hand wants it, he'll he'll he'll, he'll make it for him. You'll give it to him if he wants it.
0: Boy, this is the hand of the king. His lord wants the helmet. You give it to him. I made it for me. <laughs> forgive me, my lord. There's nothing to forgive. As Ned smiles again, like, why does this kid seem familiar? And he asked him, when Lord Aaron came to visit you, what did you talk about? And he said he asked me questions, all kinds of questions. He asked me, and he kind of looks to his boss. He goes to make sure it's okay. He asked him about my work, if I'm being treated well. He asked me if I liked it here. He asked me about my mother. Your mother, who was she? Uh, She died when I was little. She had yellow hair. She used to sing to me. And then right away, Ned's mouth opens wide, and he says, let me look at you. Let me look at your boy. And he looks at him in the eyes and he just gets well, those. He
1: sees it right then and there. Those
0: Baratheon eyes just looking back at him.
1: And his size. Like, he, his like, he's, a, he's good size. You mm-hmm. know, and at first you'd think it's because it's a blacksmith. He's a blacksmith apprentice. Oh, I'm, got...
0: I'm sorry. I, I said that incorrectly. Not making the seven. in
1: our day, you weren't a real man until you'd fucked one girl from each of the seven kingdoms and the Riverlands. We used to call it making the eight.
0: That's right. Making the 8. Thank you, King Robert. <laughs> nice. Sorry. I, I need to correct myself. I think I said making the 7. He didn't. He got yeah, to I think d-
1: We both were on the 7.
0: Yeah, he got to Dorn, goddammit. <laughs>
1: forgot we forgot the Riverlands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Uh the let's all agree Ned's not good. Uh, look, Rachel, uh looking back, I can see now why oh. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not gonna say that out loud, but yes, yes, yes. Dragon Gendry is Diesel, and Dragon correcting us. King Robert making the eight. I hope that King Robert uh, sound clip made up for us messing up there. So Eddard Stark, look at me. He sees him. He sees. Uh, he walks outside to Jory, and he says, uh, "He says, find anything?" And he says, "King Robert's bastard son." And dun dun dun. So Jamie is standing guard outside the King's chambers and I love 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 this fucking scene. This is yeah. this is probably my uh, favorite scene of the episode. And uh, Jamie's standing guard outside the king's chambers. You can hear uh, hear King Robert with numerous girls inside his room as uh, Jamie is kind of like intensively listening and just trying to ho- hold back the whole entire like the, the the anger and frustration on his face right there. And Jory walks up and he he says, uh, "This is for the ki- king." Creeping up, and Jamie goes, "Shh, shh, quiet down. Listen. Do you hear him? Do you hear him? How many are? How many do you think are in there?" Guess three, four. And Jamie's not shamed, but he's definitely pissed off by all this. He says he likes to do this when I'm on duty. He makes me listen as it insults my sister. And Jory says, forgive me, Lord. And Jamie's like, why do I have to forgive you for? He's so antagonizing at first. But then he goes, have you wronged me? And Jamie's just so cocky. I, I fucking love Jamie. but Jamie's
1: just an asshole. And obviously, like, yeah, it does get to you. Look at, look at how much of a dick you're being right now but you're you're a dick and that's it jory says we've met before though and And uh, well it also makes me think that king robert knows
0: that it bothers jeremy
1: some level he knows
0: oh absolutely absolutely he says he says it to him ultimately in the episode before when he calls him in and he says it must it must burn you inside to hear me uh to be sitting up to be a glorified sentry with while your king eats sleeps and fucks and whores around yep so uh, so Jory says, we've met before. And uh, Jamie says, have we? I've, tr- I've forgotten. Is he still antagonizing? And then Jory says, the siege of Pike. We fought side by side one afternoon. And this is where Jamie kind of drops it for a few moments here. He says, is that where you got your scars? And he goes, one of the Greyjoys. They nearly took my eye. And uh, Jamie says, vicious sons of whores. <laughs> Uh, they li- and Joy says they like their bloodshed they stopped liking it at the end as they both nod at each other and they smile and Jamie yep. says that was a proper battle do you uh, do you remember Thoris of Mir charging the, through the breach with his burning sword I'll remember that till the day I die
1: yep they bond for half a second they do he says oh we bonded can I leave this with you <laughs> I'm not your fucking messenger fuck away from me <laughs>
0: And then in the same time, we hear uh, King Robert screaming from the room as women are leaving. I bet you smell like blackberry jam. Let me smell it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry I don't have that sound cue. And Jory, yeah. And Jamie immediately, as you said, acts like a dick. But then the look he gets on his face afterwards looks like he immediately regrets it. Like he acts like a dick and then he immediately thinks, oh, shit. What? Did I really have to do that?
1: Yeah, he had to do that, and he did. He's a
0: dick. He's a, is he a dick or is he keep? I don't know. we we're, we're, let's put a let's put a oh, thumbtack in
1: that. He's a, he's dick. a dick. He's a, he's a dick. dick. He threw a boy out a window.
0: Yeah, he did. Dick. Yeah, he. I guess he. I guess he threw a boy out a window. That's you
1: have a point. You have a point there. You did, he, he did. He did do that. He threw him out the first floor window. For for he threw for, him out the tower fucking window for for love, hoping yeah. to kill him. For love ten year old. Like For I don't love, want love yes. Kids, but I don't want
0: he knew his name when he saw him in heaven. Maybe he'll write a song like Eric Clapton. So is a bird <laughs> no uh when he wrote tears in heavens tears about in heaven, yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> so in the mess hall back at castle black gren uh is asking john snow where he's been he said he's been on duty <laughs> duty with uh but with uh sam
1: <laughs> Just just a laugh at the duty joke <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was spending time this evening wondering to myself what is fun what is more funny uh uranus or bangkok so yeah i was oh, laughing bangkok. bangkok's funnier than uranus uh Dragon says, Jamie is that guy that pisses you off, but there's nothing you can do about it. Absolutely. And I think I think uh Jerry Jory knows that. Ghetto says, What the fuck was King Robert doing to them? They were screaming. He was it was evilly belly laughing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're just constantly screaming and they're all just and he's like, Oh my god. Oh, I hey, love King Robert.
1: Yeah, you know, he's got he's got some uh, th- it gets boring missionary style. You know, he changes it up. One girl, two girls, ten girls, blackberry jam girls, you know, like As we
0: said, it's good to be the king.
1: Like you wanna know why it smelled like blackberry jam? Because he spread some blackberry jam all yeah. over the girl.
0: Yeah, he decided he was he wanted to get he wanted to fill two needs in one one motion. He wanted to eat yeah. it. So Jon Snow is with uh with uh Pip and Gren uh rock, walking up to them. And uh he's like his watch duty with Sam and uh Calls him Prince Porkchop. <laughs> and where where is he? He he wasn't hungry. Impossible. John Snow says, that's enough. In an angry tone, he says, Sam is no different than the rest of us. There was no place for him in the world. So he's come here and we're not going to hurt him in the tra- training yard anymore. Never again, no matter what Thorne says. He's our brother now and we're going to goddamn protect him and Rast says you're in love lord snow your girls can do as you please but if thorn puts me against lady piggy i'm i'm going to slice me off some fucking bacon so all the new recruits are sleeping and john gets an idea we get a major ghost moment here. John and Ghost and Pip and Gren ambush and gag this guy as he sleeps, and John has uh, has a ghost stand on him and growl like he's gonna rip his face off. John probably has trained his dire wolves better than any of the other Starks. This this wolf is uh or Rob maybe too. We haven't really seen Rob with his dire wolf too much yet. Uh, so uh, but John's really trained him well, and Ghost is up on there like growling, and the kid basically no one touches Sam. He says and the kid you got to figure this guy peed himself or you think he he had to have peed himself right a
1: little little pee another another opportunity squandered for them to show like dripping from under the bed or something like that yeah we (laughs) that wouldn't have been bad it wouldn't have been a bad thing i don't think i I know i would have pissed myself me
0: too me too fucking yay that kind of ghost up up there in my face i would have cried that's a scary pup So back in the training yard the next morning, Rast is is, uh, defying uh, Thorn and not attacking Sam because he's like, what are you waiting for? Attack him. And so he barely slaps him. He just kind of like taps him. And then he walks off and he yells to Gren, Gren, you get in there. And uh, uh, Vaughn says, "Full Metal Jacket, blanket party, Game of Thrones style." Dragon says, "Ghost, yeah, 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 yeah. ghost regulating." <laughs> and uh, he's Sam Crow. Oh, he's Sam Crow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that took me. It's a- not. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> you- <laughs> I'm like. I totally did the Ron Burgundy thing. Like I say, I- I'll read anything. <laughs> the direwolf has uh, that. Direwolf has red eyes. Yep. Scary fucking direwolf. Give me the alcohol now. Goes all Marty McFly. Oh, not Marty McFly. Whatever Teen Wolf's name is, Marty McFly from Teen Wolf. So back in the uh, back in the Howard. Da, Something Howard, Scott Howard, Scott Howard, or, J, or Jason Howard. I forget what. I might be confusing it with Teen Wolf too. Okay, enough of that. So back to the training yard. And Rast is... Oh, yeah. And and so Rast just kind of walks off and Grin comes in there and he starts going, Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. And Sam hits him a couple of times. He goes, I yield. I yield. Yep. And Thorne says, you guys are funny, and he's not yelling at anybody else. He's just yelling right at Jon Snow. You think it's funny, do you? When you're out there beyond the wall, when the sun's going down, do you want a man at your back or do you want a sniveling boy? And he walks off in a huff. But you got to think he's a little he's a little right. Yeah, he's right. Sam should not be taking the fucking black.
1: Well, there's a job for everybody there. Right. Really. They can use him. Plenty of things he can do. Not everybody oh. has to fight. There's a reason why there's three. The uh, when you take the black, you get put into one of three different groups. You get put in the builders, the rangers, or the stewards. You he know, a and good of steward. course, in time of war, in crisis, everybody needs to pick up a, a sword. Or, but even then, there needs to be people running certain supplies around and doing certain things. Like there's other sending crows or there's things he can do that you know even then so there's no reason for him them not to take him he's just not going to thrive there necessarily so, it's going to be a hard life for him but you know there's a place for him no,
0: I hear I definitely hear that and uh, I was actually going to say that ren remember that ghost is uh <laughs> yeah,
1: he's not really growling
0: or yeah he's not really growling he's just breathing his hot breath on on him which makes it even more scary I feel like they don't make enough of a point of that on the show. And that's something they make a big point of in the book of his, of how ghost is silent. It's just kind of a, it's just, he just kind of, they never say it or anything on the show. It's just, he just never makes a sound really, but they, they go on a lot about that in the books. Uh, Sam is well-read and can write, so it's important. Ghetto Crotic says, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was, it was funny. And so is this whole scene with uh, the boys and, uh, and them refusing to attack Sam. It was pretty funny stuff. And uh, Thorne walks off in a huff. So here we are to Viserys and he's dragging the uh the whole the whore girl from before on her hair through the camp into Daenerys' tent, uh Dorith. And he's she's crying and she's like, What the fuck's going on? And he runs into her, throws her down on the ground, goes, You sent it th- to Daenerys, you sent a whore to give me commands. And,
1: come and get me.
0: Come and get me He's like, I, she's like, I didn't uh, command get, get get her out of here. And he sent she sends one of her other girls out with her to get her out of there. She goes, I didn't command you. I just invited you to supper. He did. He did. She didn't command him. She said, "This kid's fucking crazy."
1: She. she yeah, said, I, invited, I just wanted to invite you to dinner. I got you a gift, and she tries to give him some clothes, and he's like, D- "You want me to wear Dothraki rags? What the fuck is wrong with you?"
0: You could address me now.
1: Yeah, he pissed at her and i'm the fucking king
0: and they said it and then he's like it stinks of manure all of it and then he starts throwing her throwing throwing it at her and then she says stop it stop it and he goes you'll turn me into one of them what's next you'll have me braid my hair and she she said you have no right to a braid she gets real snaps on him here you got no right to a braid you won no victories and you don't talk back to me he says and then he hits her and and then gets on top of her and starts trying to like pusher her and goes, I'm the dragon. You've awoken the Dracula, you horse lord slut. And and do you know what she does? She fucking pounds a chain in the side of his head and goes, shut up. And gets on top and then and gets up.
1: do ever do that to me again, I will kill you.
0: I dude. will kill you. Don't fuck with me. I am Khaleesi of the Dothraki. I'm the wife of the Kaal. And I carry his son inside me. The next time you raise a hand will be the last time you have fucking hands. Yeah. Bitch. And uh, he's
1: just all. Oh.
0: He look, yeah. He looks at her like, "What the hell, Joe? Could you talk for two seconds while I let the cat out of the room? Don't mess with the." Oh,
1: you're gonna let the cat out of the bag. You want me to let the cat out of the bag? Yeah. I so you know, he uh, he basically he's put in his place. He there's nothing he can say to her. He she completely gets the better of him, and and shows that she's falling right in place where she mm-hmm. should be. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And great point by Ren Renwood. Uh, Yes, the dragon was awoken, but it was Danny in that moment. It was Danny.
1: Yep. The was a don't make
0: me kidded. unleash it. So then we get Sam and uh, t- talking about, I know for a fact that officers go to brothels in Molestown and Sam's really upset about uh, the fact that they can't get, that they need to protect the wall, but they can't get laid. And John's like, that's really what you're upset about. And Sam goes, don't you think it's a bit unfair making us take our vows where they sneak out and get a little Sally on the side. <laughs> and John starts like Sally on the side. It's silly, isn't it? We can defend the wall because we're celibate. It's absurd. And John says, I didn't think you'd be so upset about that. And Sam says, Why not? Because I'm fat. And fat guys (laughs) need loving too. They like girls. We like girls as much as you do, but the girls might not like me as much as they like you, Jon Snow. Kit, you're sexier than I am. And uh, they... And you probably had a 100. And John says, no, he hasn't had a 100. He only had a chance to have one, a redhead whore named Roz. It must be a family tradition that they, that they all brought him down for They all bring them down to Roz. She's the yep. one that, uh... She's, like, in Biloxi Blues, the girl that, uh, Spoiler alert! That diver, <laughs> divergenizes the kid in Biloxi Blues. So, uh... So, oh, no, what's, uh... Why didn't you make love to this Roz with the beautiful tits? And, uh... And what's my surname? Snow. Why is it Snow? Because I'm a bastard, a bastard of the North. And I never met my mother. My father wouldn't even tell me her name. I don't know if she's living or dead. I don't know if she's a noblewoman or a fisherman's wife or a whore. So I sat there in a brothel as Roz took her clothes off, but I couldn't do it because all I could think of, what if I got her pregnant and had a child? Another bastard named Snow. It's not a good life for a child. He also goes into more depth in other places about how he doesn't want to maybe even have sex with someone that he's family with, too. You know, He doesn't know who his mother is. He doesn't know who the hell is out there. She could be a whore. Uh, Kat said... uh, Cat said, back alley Sally, and Sam says Sally on the side. That's pretty, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Red. And Dragon says, Dothraki vest $20. Dothraki belt $15. Look on Viserys' face after getting bitch slapped. Priceless. <laughs> Good one, Dragon. <laughs> so... Uh, so Lord Snow says, "Yeah, I couldn't do it because I don't want any more bastards." So Sam says, "So I guess you—I forgot to mention that." He says, "Why didn't you do it? You didn't know where to put it." And then he, he tops off the joke by saying, "So you—you you didn't know where to put it." And ah, ha, 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 ha. They both laugh at each other. And uh, as as uh, Captain Asshat comes in, as uh, as as Johnny Lawrence's—I uh, can't think of Johnny Lawrence's—Cobra uh, Kai Commander comes in here, enjoying myself. You guys look cold. And Sam says it's a bit nippy. And my question here is, because Thorne goes into a big speech, and we'll get into it here. Could they have said anything to stop Thorne from going into a speech here? Did he go in there for the speech? Was there anything? Could Sam have said, oh, I'm fine. I'm pre- Actually, I'm adjusting pretty well. Oh, adjusting pretty well. Adjusting pretty well. I bet you had uh, great summers down south, fat boy. But he, uh, he starts going in. Oh, you guys think you're cold. It's been 10 years since the last winter. Uh, was it comfortable at Winterfell where you were warm when people built your fires? And Jon Snow goes, "I built my own fires." And Thorne, awesome. Thorn plays such an asshole so well. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And just the the nod he gives him, he goes, "Yeah, that's admirable." Just like fuck you, like yep, sure, that's fucking admirable. I love,
1: I love that when Thorn walks in, Jon's like mounting Sam. He's got his hand on his booby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pretty awkward like. Like he runs around the table to like go like you know, play wrestle with his new brother. Yeah. <laughs> he's just got his hands on his boob when he walks in. Ray- kind
0: of Rachel sixty one says that scene with uh, d- Danny and Viserys is the only scene I was actually rooting Danny on. Yeah, you you, you
1: know, pretty much every scene with Danny and Viserys, you want to like Danny because Viserys is such a dick.
0: such a dick, such a such a such a fucking. D- like, like entirely, you could
1: feel bad for Danny at this point. All all she's ever done is had her family fucking murdered, uh, been been under her brother's thumb, getting molested by him and and creeped out by him for her whole life. Sold off to Drago to be raped into Khaleesi, which she's now finally embracing. Which she's a, yeah, know, she's finding still exactly. being treated like shit from this guy. Like she's had a rough life. Yeah, you know, and, and for her to be still as good as she is with the rough life that she's had is amazing Sh- shows character. how
0: strong. Yeah. Shows how strong she really is. So, uh, so Thorne says that's admirable. And this is probably the most in depth we get on him. Cause he actually breaks here and you see a real person in here for a few times. He says, I said sp- six months beyond the wall during the last winter. It was supposed to be a two week mission. We heard rumors that man's raider was planning to attack. So we went on, look for him, for his men, capture them, gather some knowledge. The wildlings who fight for man's raider are hard men, harder than you'll ever be. They know their country better than we do. They knew there was a storm coming in, so they hid in their caves and waited for it to pass. We got caught out in the opens, wind so strong it yanked 100-foot trees straight from the ground, roots and all. If you took your gloves off to find your cock to have a piss, you lost a finger to the frost. And in the darkness, you don't know the cold. Neither of you do. The horses died, and we didn't have enough to feed them, to keep them warm. Eating those horses was easy. But later, when we started to fall that wasn't easy as he starts to break he like his voice starts cracking here
1: yeah you 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 really get a sense for who this guy is he's been on the wall for a long time and you feel that for was, him it's been it's been at least uh 18 years or something like that since the la- 10 years 10 years
0: like since that. 10 years since the last winter since
1: the last real winter you know so and, and then he then
0: when he says that wasn't easy and his voice cracks and you see a real moment of emotion on his face for the first time, uh, he, he immediately turns it back to being antagonistic. We should have had a couple of young boys like you along, shouldn't we? And he breaks it and he goes, soft, fat boys like you, Tarly. And
1: he starts- poking at
0: the belly. Yeah, and he goes, "Uh, we would have lasted a fortnight on you and had bones left over for soup. Soon we'll be like Thens. Soon we'll we'll have new recruits and uh, you'll be passed along to the Lord Commander for assignment and they'll call you Night's Watch. But you fools, you'll be fools to believe it. Your boys and... Men of the Night's Watch. Men of the Night's Watch. But you'll be fools to believe it. Your boys still and come the winter, you'll die like flies. And then he gives a (laughs) sneer look and walks out. And, you know what? Again, he's being a dick, but he's speaking a lot of
1: truth. Yeah, there is a lot of truth because he's seen it happen many, 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 many times. But, you know. He's still being that dick teacher that's
0: always a dick to the freshman every year. But then when you graduate, it was probably like, oh, okay, you're okay.
1: Uh, They're still hazing. <laughs> yeah,
0: but my question is as we're gonna go on, is he that guy that's just giving them shit while they're underlings in this moment? And that he'll be okay with them once they're Men of the Night's Watch? Or is he going to be a dick forever? We'll have to keep our eye on that as time goes on.
1: I'm voting for dick forever. I'm voting (laughs) this guy's been a dick forever. He will continue to be a dick forever. And there's a reason why he's on that fucking wall.
0: (laughs) So here we go into a very interesting scene inside Daenerys' tent where she's speaking privately to Jorah. And she says, I hit him. I hit the dragon. And Jorah says, listen. Truth talk here. Your brother, Rhaegar, Ry- was the last dragon. The series is less than the shadow of a snake. And Daenerys goes, he's still the true king. And Mormont's like, listen, you want the truth? You want the truth? Would you like to see your brother sitting on the Iron Throne? Daenerys yeah, is like.
1: going to follow him. Nobody's, nobody's. She's like, things, they still want him to come back and rule. And he's like, nobody gives a shit about him over there.
0: He sa- She says the exactly common true. people pray for rain and health and summer that never ends. They don't care what games the high lords play is right. what he says.
1: Some lords might want him to come back because they made good money with the Targaryens in power. But other lords don't care. And the common folk certainly don't give two shits. They don't want to die for anybody.
0: Sam Soup with some side of Sally with bread and salt. <laughs> Dragon and Ren Renwood. You guys are awesome. Great,
1: yeah. Charlie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beef and tar- Charlie. <laughs> you chronic. You guys are so fucking funny in there. So no fucking way. But the common people are waiting for him. Common people are waiting for him, Joe. No. So uh, Daenerys is like, what do you pray for, Jorah? And so warm to him. You, you can't so warm and he says home and she says i pray for home too And complete understanding i love fucking love it i can't say it enough whatever it is i love
1: i think home is that house with the red door
0: whatever it is no i think she's talking about westeros there too uh, but but what i'm saying is what she says i'm just saying the way the actress the way she says the line i pray for home too I don't. There's something about it. I watched it a couple times. I just love the way did, uh, the actress get, delivers that line. I pray for home too. And then she says, "My brother will never take back the Seven Kingdoms." She finally sees her brother for the weak, weak-minded, uh, entitled fool he is. He couldn't lead an arm, lead an army if my husband gave him one. He'll well, never. She just
1: put him on his ass.
0: He'll never take us home. Yeah, if he can't, if he can't take her in a fight, he can't take. He can't take right. goal, the she seven. Get away he... with
1: doing that? She's like, I would never get away with doing that to Khal Drogo. My husband would never let me get away with that. The fact that he just let me get away with that is ridiculous. <laughs> so, never the
0: Not so, if
1: I can put him on his ass and threaten to take his hands.
0: So f- s- to another broken thing, we go right to uh, Robert's drunken face, which I think Robert in this scene, even though he's only in a momentary moment of the. S- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you, Robert. we even though he's only in a moment of the episode, he steals this episode from me with with him in the, the scene with Jamie yelling, oh get in here. And then him at the tournament being just completely shithouse and the look of junk Robert is is a very icon from this from this scene is a very iconic Game of Thrones image through history. Is Robert sitting there in the throne outside watching this tournament, drinking. It's uh you see it many times. So, uh, Baelish is, uh, sees Sansa looking at Sansa looking at Joffrey, who hides his face from her. Don't look at me. We see the image of Robert with the horn drinking. It's so iconic. And, uh, it's just a hilarious scene of him. He's just great. And, uh, Baelish comes over and he's like, lovers quarrel. He, uh, he, he kind of, he's just. So fucking perverted in this scene with her and Scepter Mordane's like Sansor. This is Lord Baelish, and of course Arya's like, why do they call you Little Finger? She's she's so cute here. She, she just interrupts, quick snap. Arya, don't be rude. No, it's quite all right. When I was a child, I come from a very small little split of land called the Fingers, Joe. The Fingers. Yep. Could the you? Fingers. Where are the Fingers on the? Oh, uh, oh map?
1: I got a map. they have the little fingers.
0: Right there. Right there on the uh, on the map of uh of of joe
1: his little fingers his john the eerie his king's landing
0: god i love god i love robert in this scene i'm sorry i'm just i'm still thinking of just everything like the look on robert baratheon's face i've been sitting half for days taught the damn Joe before i piss myself <laughs> <laughs> he just must have read these lines and just realized he was in for so much fun playing this character. Oh, yeah. So uh, so she says, Why do you call it Littlefingers? No, he's from a small split He's from a small split of lands called the Fingers, you see. So it's an extraordinary uh clever nickname. And that's when we hear Robert in the background saying that uh, uh, start the tournament before I piss myself. Sansa says, Gods, who is that? as we see the mountain. Spoiler alert. The Mountain is played by several different actors throughout the series. Uh, this is our first Mountain, who is also over seven feet tall, is a guy that initially, I guess, aud- uh, auditioned for a different part in the uh, addition for Drogo. Uh, because, uh, Robert, because the mountain wasn't in the first episode, but actually was doing it just so he could get the mountain later. This guy very much wanted to play the mountain in the same way that, uh, Hodor wanted to play Hodor, who, uh, found out about that
1: I don't understand why they got rid of him. I thought he did a good job.
0: Yeah. So, so, uh, I, I tend to agree with you. I like the, I like our first mountain. So, uh, Robert Baratheon says, uh, he starts everything off and, uh, uh, Littlefinger says, that's, uh, Gregor Clegane, they call him the Mountain, he's the hounds over there's older brother. And his opponent, Sir Hugh from the Vale, the guy that we saw, uh, that Ned wanting to talk to. He was John Aaron's squire, look how far he's come. Yes, enough of the- b- they go to, like, pay their honor to the king, and the king says, yes, yes, enough of the bloody pomp, have had it, just fight already, I gotta see some fighting. So the Joust begins, and the first pass takes its course. There's no contact or anything. On the second pass, the Mountain strikes him, and it strikes him in the neck, causing this giant splinter. And uh, with gushing blood all out of the guy's neck, kind of like right in front of where Sansa is sitting, and she's just horrified, screaming as the splinter goes into his neck, oozing blood.
1: Oh, I get the joke now. Splinter is coming. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and then we hear everyone hears a hum- <laughs> talking as uh, we see the Hound be like, we we get a shot of the Hound kind of putting his head, nodding, being like, "Yep, that's my brother. Any chance he has to kill somebody." As Littlefinger starts whispering to S- Sansa, now not what you were expecting. Has anyone ever told you the story of the Mountain and the Hound? Lovely little tale of brotherly love. The Hound was a pup, six years old, and Gregor a few years older, already a big what lad. A
1: creep. Can little I just saying. Littlefinger is such a so creepy. creepy, so creepy, so creepy. Even though he's leaning in to tell her the story, it's it's like almost get, inappropriate
0: ghetto toad I, I agree my I, the two mountains i like are the first one and i like the more most recent hound as well you can watch some of our uh, last season the uh, uh recaps to see our our response to the new mountain we definitely we get into that a lot more in some of those but we do we definitely uh i definitely love the new mountain as well i uh, i think i think he was excellent casting i think some of the ones in between sucked but i like the first one and i like the last one yeah. So, uh, so Sansa says I won't. Or so he tells the story. Gregor had a toy that he played with, and one night he found uh, the hound playing with it at, when he was like six years old. And he grabbed his brother by the scruff of the neck and he shoved his face into burning coals of a fire and held him there while he screamed and his face melted, melted. And then Littlefinger, in that super creepy way, says there aren't many people that know that story. Promise you won't tell anybody, and I'll give you cookies. If you don't tell anybody, I'll give you cookies or I'll, uh, or the, you're going to piss the hound off.
1: Yeah, he does have an obscene phone call voice at all times. He all,
0: absolutely, Katie. It's like he's constantly the huffer on the phone calling creeper. I wrote creepy creeperson. He's totally creeper yeah, Yes, And and he goes don't tell anybody because if the hound heard you mention it i'm afraid all the night he's like uh, he's like carol from the walking dead again Uh, i'll tell all the hounds we'll be able to save you and uh and he's just fucking with her well it's just it's how creepy and i uh conan steven steven stevens is the mountain he's one of the world's strongest men is that i think that's the new newest mountain right and Thor,
1: Half-thor. the half Thor is the new is the new guy
0: okay uh Conan, Conan Stevenson
1: Conan, Conan Stevens might be this might be the last one the first one
0: yeah the toy the toy knight <laughs> the toy knight uh Dragon says you can see the difference between Sansa and Arya when Sir Hugh bites it Arya's is like almost smiling about it and Ghetto Toad says loved how Arya was leaning in to listen to this whole exchange yeah you can totally see Arya leaning in to listen to this the Creeper Creeperson so you can tell that she's not going to trust this little finger. She's smarter than, uh, than uh, yeah, Conan Sansa. Conan Stevens
1: was the first guy. Uh, Conan. He's so seven, this guy is a doctor. He's huge. He's massive. Yeah, he's seven. He's over seven feet tall. And he, and he's and he's cut and huge and massive. On top of it, I'm looking at some pictures of him on my computer right now. It's. I don't. I don't. I maybe he's just that bad of an actor that, or maybe it's something else or piss someone off or stop showing up or yeah some, i don't know what it was but
0: i i know there's certain shows where ca- actors have gotten in trouble off cam- i don't know if you did i'm making stuff up but there's some shows that actors have been fired because they get duis or something like that so who knows something might have happened well uh, let's go with that let's say the guy got a dui that's why he uh, got fired from game of thrones so uh jo- so then we go to eddard's quarters and cersei enters and this
1: guy i gotta say this guy the first guy actually looks like the Hound's older brother, Half Thor, doesn't really look like the Hound's older brother. He looks younger. I think he's about the same age, or maybe even a little older. I think we looked it up. No, yeah, we we went into that more more. When but it, yeah. yeah, I think that if, the, if I would have liked them to have stayed with the first guy, the second guy was awful. I can't. He looked like a beanpole comparatively. And then this last guy was great. Yeah. Well, the scene that I want to say there might have been.
0: I want to say there might have been one other guy too. There might have been.
1: Spoiler f- alert.
0: <laughs> I did. I. I think no. I think she wasn't able to be heard there. I don't know. Well, I don't know what she said there. So, uh, so C- Castle leaves the room as the Queen enters, and she says, "Your Grace." Cersei says, uh, "You're missing your tournament," and this is where we get Cersei's tactic. Or of uh, diplomacy, which it's uh Ren Renwood says the Hound has this thing about not being called a knight. The absolutely,
1: he doesn't want to be called a knight at all. And uh, because- well, he looks at the look at the knights are a bunch of peacocks and hens, like strutting around in flowers and pretty robes and shit. He's a burned and mutilated man. He, there's no illusions as to who he is. He's not going to act like that. That's not what life is to the to the Hound and to the Mountain.
0: So uh so yeah, Cersei gets in this scene and Cersei goes into her whole thing and like when Cersei's trying to <laughs> she she comes in with an agenda, but she always initially tries to make it seem like she's there for another reason. Like it's something that she cares. Like when she's trying to do diplomacy, she does she can only keep it up for so long. She can keep it up for like two minutes before she makes everything about herself. She she's like, she she's like, uh oh hey hey let's Ned Ned Stark let's put behind all this nonsense on this on the road I really shouldn't have made you kill the wolf how is San- Sansa and Ed's like I like it here and she's Cer- Cersei's doing a decent job pretending like she gives a shit and and eventually she goes yeah, but she can't keep it up oh she's the only Stark who does favors her mother not much of the north in her which is a dig into Ned and then it just immediately goes into what the hell are you doing here And Cersei goes, okay, we're going to play this game. I might ask ask you the same goddamn question. What is your hope to accomplish? And then the king called on me to serve him in the realm, blah, blah, blah. You can't change him. You can't help him. He'll do what he wants, which is all he'll ever done. You can try your best to pick up the pieces. And Ned says, it's my job, then so be it. You're just a soldier, aren't you? As she looks at him and realizes that he's just a, a soldier. He doesn't think the way she does. Making fun almost. He
1: doesn't play the game. It's all black and white to him. Yeah.
0: You you take your orders. You carry on. I suppose it makes sense. Your older brother was trained to lead. And you were trained to follow. Oh, my God. She is such a a, douchebag
1: him you shouldn't be here you shouldn't be doing this job
0: yeah, if if you it was again even more than that you shouldn't be here you shouldn't do this job because you know what you're if you're if your father and your brother weren't horribly maimed and killed i just felt like mentioning them again uh well, you
1: know you know that it kind of goes to why she wants she mentions earlier it should be you who's the hand of the king to her to her brother mm-hmm. jamie and she knows that her brother was trained to be a soldier, not a leader. Also, yeah, she
0: understands but the he mindset.
1: Kinda leader, he was kind of gonna inherit, you know, Castley Rock, uh, Castley Rock. But at some point, that's no longer an option, and he just only ever really got soldiering done. And with that, she would have been really the hand of the king because everything she her whispers in her brother's ear.
0: Right, because he's he ultimately in some ways, she like she like you were saying, she understands the mindset and knows how to manipulate Jamie when it comes down to it. Right. Uh I, uh Ghetto Toad says I like the Hound. Dragon says the Hound has no respect for knights, and Dra- and Dragon says me too like the Hound. Yeah, the Hound's awesome. I love his scene with Tyrion last week. I hope we get more and more of the hound as time goes on.
1: So he's a fighter, knights play games. And they, and they make other people go fight for them in his mind. He just goes out and fucking
0: fights. So Cersei calls him out and says, you're just a soldier, aren't you? You take your orders, blah, blah, blah. And Eddard comes back thinking this is a smart play. But again, it's very uh, Bizarro World Batman villainy where you don't tell the villain your plan. I was also trained. I was uh, I was also trained to kill my enemies, Your Grace. As he just, I, eye- fucks her. You don't say that to Cersei Lannister unless you're killing her. Unless you're actually stabbing her through the heart. You do not say. I. You do not threaten her. And see, the Lord of Light is battling back again and knocking that shit down because he agrees with me.
1: i got to find a better way. To, I keep knocking into it because I'm so fat that I don't have much room back
0: here. Oh, come on. Fat fat men need seats too, Joe. We like it just as much as you. The seat might like me be- a little better, but they like both of us, man. So Cersei, C- Cersei says, as was I, Mr. Stark, as was I. She says that line to Ned. Uh, you see how she is... Jamie's twin. Absolutely. Vaughn says, well, around the same time that the guy who played the mountain played a part on Spartacus, I, that could have been while he guessed, why he why he left. And uh, interesting. Very interesting. Um, at the iron, at the inn along the King's Road. Oh, we're here already. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh, guys. We're almost to the end here. We're, we're, we're two hours in. We're almost to the end here. At the inn along the King's Road, Catelyn is heading back towards Winterfell. And she's sitting in a sitting in an inn, trying to blend in so no one knows who her who she is. We hear a song guy being like, seven blessings to you, good folk," and uh, and uh, trying to encourage them to drink. And good idea, grandfather. Get you drunk. Why don't you wait for a song? They just kind of shoot the shit a little a little while about hearing songs. We get just a feeling that they don't know who Catelyn Stark is, but there are a lot of people from a lot of different houses in this place enjoying themselves. Excuse me. So coming in to join the party is Tyrion and Yorin of the Night's Watch from our last episode. They enter the inn to stay there. They've obviously left Winterfell at this point and heading back uh, towards King's Landing. And uh, and uh, Catelyn is heading from King's Landing back. So it's it's just a good happenstance of meeting and uh he's he asks for a bed for the night and she says i'm sorry my lord we're filled up for every room and Tyrion's like my men can sleep in the stables but as for me i don't require a large room and uh true my lord but we have nothing is there nothing i can do to remedy this as he pulls out his money clip and and this is where we meet him very briefly but we meet another very interesting character we meet brawn
1: his head goes up right away oh what's that i see
0: you can have my (laughs) room and he goes clever man uh, you can manage uh, food i trust dine with me to yoren and yoren says "Aye, my lord so we get the song guy who comes up to them and says lord lannister may i entertain you while you eat i can sing of your father's victory of king's landing oh, to- well
1: that's not entertaining to me kid
0: yeah he goes that would ruin my supper <laughs> and then right in one motion he also sees lady stark and he goes, yep. Lady Stark, what an unexpected pleasure. I, I'm sorry I missed you at Winterfell. Very, very friendly. And uh, then the woman who's running the bar freaks out. Yeah, and, no,
1: no. and he was very friendly and he was very polite. Like, absolutely. He was very polite. Very polite. Especially for,
0: like, not that Tyrion's not usually polite, but he was even polite for Tyrion. He was, right. like, he was really she, happy he, to see her.
1: And, like, totally almost ignores him. Right, and and like just starts in.
0: Right, you've you've got to you've got to figure that they probably had a decent enough relationship, uh, because we never we never actually saw them before. But from the way he greets her, you get the feeling like they had some positive interactions when he was up at Winterfell before what happened to Bran, because she was making sure he had plenty of wine in his room. We saw the preparation she was making. She was making sure he had uh, light to read and plenty of wine to drink. So she was taking good care of him. So he probably was. Uh, really actually happy to greet her and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Um, uh, Joe says, uh, uh, Dragon says, the night is dark and full of terrors. Joe says, look out for Melisandre's shadow babies.
1: (laughs) I know, right?
0: Uh, Dragon says, Braun is the man. This is uh, Tyrion's oh, fuck moment. Yes, it is. We're about to get there. So as Joe said, and you're absolutely right, Joe, Catelyn doesn't even make eye contact with him. She just kind of stands up. And uh, and goes because the uh, the owner of the place is like freaking out. And be like, Lady Stark, oh my God, why didn't you tell her we were here? We treat you better. She says, "I was Catelyn Tully the last time I stayed here." And uh, then she starts in and she starts looking around at all the knights around. She goes, "You, sir,
1: you the black bat of Hall I see still that good and true to my father, Lord Stully, and you, House uh... Went. It's
0: it's my lady. Yeah, it's House Went, my lady. It's it's uh and Catelyn Stark, and you are uh." House Tully of Riverrun, House uh, Went she is. The red stallion of Riverrun's always a friendly banner at my house. And uh and you, you, uh Lord Frey, how is Lord Walter? And uh and he hopes your father's presence at his 90th name day. He plans to take another wife, to which Tyrion laughs his ass off. You see Tyrion well,
1: he's kind of like, I don't understand what any of this has to do with. Hi, how are you, Lady Stark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your point? Yeah, she, he's like, oh, isn't it he's great? The worry on his
0: face. Yeah, I envy it. He goes, I envy all your father's fine friends, but I don't quite see the purpose of this. Yeah. And then she goes into a fucking awesome monologue. She, she, when she gets all intense, there are few actresses in the world that can pull off like the way she delivers this shit. Like I see why they had to recast Catelyn Stark from the pilot because, because no one. I, I think this woman is Catelyn Stark, and the way she gets into it is crazy this man came into my house as a guest and there he conspired to murder my boy of 10 in the na- and then she ge- and then her voice goes crazy in the name of robert in the good lords you serve i call upon you to seize him and help me return him to winterfell to await the king's justice oh yeah and i wrote as you guys said as Tyrion is like what the serious fuck is God, going on here? It's the
1: floor. Even Braun kind of looks at him like, oh, you're fucked. Dude. I got that coin first. <laughs> and they
0: all, which is a really great visual, they all draw their swords at the same time. Um, every and face single one it at of them
1: draws down on him. And then we they get with her.
0: And then we get that wonderful visual as it pans out of Tyrion in the circle with everybody's swords on him.
1: End of episode. This is the wife of the Hand of the King, Lord Ned Stark of Winterfell, Lord of the entire northern kingdom, which is the largest kingdom in the kingdoms. Like, yeah, this lady barks. Everybody's going to stand up. (laughs) Like, I'm surprised he didn't lose his head. So nobody just... They didn't just kill him right then and there.
0: The, Vaughn says the look on the black bat of Hall's head face guy was on the Harrenhal guy's face was priceless. He said it with
1: pride. Yep. Uh, well, they, all, they all like that's a big moment for everybody in that room.
0: Igor, welcome, my friend. Come into my house. Kill my killed my snake. <laughs> yeah, came into my house, killed my snake. This little bastard, kill him. It was just, it was a really amazing scene and really awesome way to end the episode where all of them are in his face. And it's a, it's a crazy moment too, because we as the audience know that she's not, that she's way off base here, that she is making a huge, it, to do, we talked about Arrested Development two hours ago. We'll talk about it again. She's making a huge mistake here. Yep. He did not do this.
1: And he didn't. it was not. It wasn't. T- he had nothing to do with any of it.
0: <laughs> do chronic. This could actually lead to a good job for some of these guys in the north.
1: Yeah. 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 It could. It could. It's definitely a good situation. Could lead to their death.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. All like all of it could. Dead. Oh, yeah, from Conan. Yeah, right. Oh, Igor Igor, I missed the reference, but it was from a Conan reference. Come into my house. Killed my snake. Yep, 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 yep. Sorry, I missed that the first. I missed that the first time. I was thinking sand snake for some reason. That I'm so Game of Thrones on the mind right now. I'm like I'm like, okay, sand snake, sure. Whatever, Igor. But yeah, I get that now. Good <laughs> reference. Oh my goodness, but that so that is our end of the episode of Game of Thrones. Holy shit, Joe. What a great episode. This to me is the, uh, this right there with the pilot are the two best episodes so far, the first four. Yeah. it. I mean, the pilot, I have a special place in my heart because I think it, it uh because it's not a pilot. It's a first episode. It used some footage from a pilot. So, and I, I think it establishes things like a lot of things really well. But in the last two episodes, really a lot of exposition moved the plot along, but some great stuff. But this was just definitely one of my favorite episodes of the first season. Yeah, I agree. But Tyrion, again, but Tyrion is a Lannister. Oh my God, what do they all think is going to happen? And yeah, exactly. And a little bit of when it comes down to it, I'm not going to talk about what happens, but when it really comes down to it, this is the, regardless of how the Queen feels about this little imp, this is the Queen's brother and you can't just go do this. You can't just go in without complete evidence, without making this completely public at this point. You can't just go kidnapping and or taking the queen's, the queen's brother to uh, Winterfell to, to to stand trial. It's just without due process a little bit here. Right. Catlin's Catlin's definitely jumping the gun here, and I don't I think and I don't think Ned will appreciate it too much.
1: Of course not. No. It, this is definitely a mistake. This is a mistake. You're making
0: oh. a mis- you're making a big mistake, Catelyn. So I guess this is a good place to uh, to cut off since it's the end of the episode and uh, and we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, so uh so Joe, it' was great to talk another Game of Thrones episode with you always, and and always, all
1: you guys. Always fun.
0: yeah no, I can't wait to talk about the next one this weekend for any of our uh any of our Walking Dead fans. Uh, and the better call Saul stuff. It will uh, everything will be a little shifted this week. I will still be doing The Walking Dead on Sunday night, but I'll be doing it from a ski resort vacation type thing. Pending internet signal is all good and everything like that. But I'm we're, we're going to make it work somehow. Uh, and then Monday night I'm also going to be there, but I'm not positive if we might push off Saul a day depending on timing. But we will definitely be back on Friday at some point to do Vikings and. And as soon as we know when we're going to do the next episode of Game of Thrones, I think we're both caught up and I actually have my notes pretty much done for the next episode as well. So we're pretty much ready to do the next Game of Thrones episode when we could. I mean, we could do it. We're not going to, but we could do it right now if we wanted to. So it's just a matter of finding out the right time. So keep an eye out for that. And if you guys are following along with us, you can start to watch that episode now and uh, get prepared for it because we're pretty much there. So that'll be popping up as soon as we possibly can. So thank you guys for tuning in. If you've made it this far and you haven't already, uh, please hit that subscribe button and please let us know what you thought of this episode and any questions you have about Game of Thrones as we are pushing to the beginning of our next season of Game of Thrones of thrones on our rewatch so uh let's see another uh another great show guys see you next time ghetto toad uh you guys are the best you know you honestly you guys are the best Duke chronic this was awesome to catch it live and chat with anyone it's good to have you here Duke chronic and good to be able to talk to you live ren renwood rachel igor vaughn uh a couple other people popped in here a few times but thank you guys so much for all the comments it really makes it that much more fun and this rewatch is great and i hope we're gonna make it and if we get into when the season starts and we haven't quite finished we're gonna keep going in season one we're not stopping season one until season one's done and then
1: don't stop talking
0: about, about this game shame. of thrones don't stop and then uh we will whenever we're done with season one we'll wait to we'll do, do season se- two. but we're gonna do season two after season five is
1: over with Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. Just so we can do Game yeah, of Thrones.
1: We'll get a little confusing for right. people. Right,
0: exactly. Just so we can do Game of Thrones, but we might it might end up with timing that we do one that we do the last season of the last episode of season one, a, after we've done the first episode of season five. The timing might we might be missing yeah. everything by a week here, so we'll have to keep track of that. So, or do two in one week. We'll, double we'll, dip. We'll double yeah. we'll double dip one week. So, Joe, have a good night, my friend. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah.